Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This one's for you tonight. Okay. Let's get started. Love is patient. Love is kind. One found love when love was hard to find. But the sun, it seems, tore this love apart at the seams. For it was a house that was built with sand all under. It is Rad House that was torn asunder. My name is Riley Hamilton, and this is Turtle Time. Oh my God. Stunning. I should have introduced you. <laughs> I'm Amy Scarlatta, and, and that my, was gorgeous. Yeah, I just, I, you, you, you and I, you know, we've been rocked by this news since, what, 9 a.m. this morning, Pacific time? I woke up like Christmas morning. <laughs> oh my God. It was, okay, well, for those who don't know what the hell we're talking about, um, Rad House is the dynasty that was Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard's relationship, and Amy and I found out this morning, what, it's Thursday morning, we can yeah. just admit it, <laughs> we found out there were whispers, I'll say, there were whispers last night, an account called Bravo and Cocktail said they got an yeah. anonymous friend of a friend, a tipster, tipster, that's like... <laughs> tipster oh god I just moved my mic um a tipster that said hey I heard you know something happened on Tuesday night between Carl and Lindsay their yeah. relationship is is over but they shrouded it in mystery you know yeah. they didn't say exactly who it was and then this morning entertainment tonight which you have to believe them right they're reputable it's interesting that that's who they chose they chose you definitely think? Carl it was an exclusive it was yeah oh so did Lindsay? Definitely Lindsay had put her PR hat on. Did she but did the story did the story seem like it had hallmarks from Lindsay in it? Like any details that could only she could confirm? There weren't like too many details. It was pretty vague, but I feel like at the least um her team, I feel like, confirmed it. Yes. You know? Yeah. So Carl and Lindsay have called off their engagement they were set to get married in november yeah and it was like it's been what 
their relationship has been leading up to since, well, well, they got engaged last year, right? On yeah. We saw that on Summer House this year, but yeah. it was last summer. They've been talking about it. They were getting married. Lindsay did it. Wasn't um, it Labor Day? Yeah, I think it was Labor Day. So like Day. exactly a year ago. Yeah. And then now we have learned, I think it said it was Carl. It's yeah. Carl that said, I would no longer like to continue to be engaged. Do you think that they, do you think that they fully broke up? I mean, if your engagement's off. I don't know. Some people, sometimes they say, let's pump the brakes. I still love you more than life itself, Lindsay, and I love the Radhouse dynasty, but I just don't want to get married in November. I think it's going to be hard to come back from this. Lindsay especially has a lot of, like, she'll feel so bummed out and um, scorned. Her abandonment issues will come raging. That I think... Like you said, they're definitely in a hard place if if he was like, let's just pump the brakes, but I don't want to get married right now. Yeah. Um, our friend Mariana said that her Aunt Rhonda is going to be working overtime. She's going to be what is she? like calling Aunt Rhonda oh. for some uh, support right now. Right. And um, yeah, so how, how, so how do you feel about this overall? Okay, not to celebrate anyone's uh, dissolution of their relationship. I just have to say I'm in the background slow clapping saying, well, 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 guess I was right all along. I just feel validated and vindicated from all the trolls online who are making me feel insane for feeling like something was off and wrong in this relationship. Right. So yeah, for people who are not like fully caught up maybe on this story, uh, there was a lot of celebration and jubilation (laughs) and well wishes when Carl and Lindsay proclaimed their love, got together and then proposed and ultimately were getting married. Andy Cohen, you told me this, which I'm still kind of stunned by. He goes, he said, this is the one relationship that all Bravo fans can celebrate. And then, you know, if you watch Summer House, I guess with the lens that you and I have, yeah, there were a lot of there was a lot of uh, what do you say red flags in their relationship that seemed to bubble up pretty often. And we also saw their entire trajectory on the show when they tried to date once before and their friendship. And also, when, when you've seen Lindsay long enough, you kind of, you know a little bit about what potentially is going to go wrong in the relationship. <laughs> is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot wrong. It was like, you know, their dynamic was weird. He was freshly sober and probably needed to take a minute to be only about himself and not, you know, because the whole thing, right, is that you need to take it slow after when you're sober because you will then there's transference potentially of being like yeah. codependent and with he someone did that if I remember correctly, he had that year where he was like, I'm going to be sober with myself before mm-hmm. I can date. And mm-hmm. then he like, but he was like, Hey, I just hit that year mark. And there was that girl that he was dating that he didn't date for very long. And then he was like, I can finally start a relationship. But then that didn't last at all. Okay. So he could have been out of the window to where he was too fucked up to be in a relationship you know, emotionally fucked up, but still it does seem like it was just, it moved way too quickly. Yeah. The Lindsay and Carl era. It happened so fast. Yeah. And it was like, he was grieving as well. Yes. Um, it just felt like built on sadness. 
Yes. Can you remind me of like, because I remember Kyle and Amanda's wedding, obviously. And I remember that's when Carl and Lindsay sort of like announced that they were dating. Do you remember that? Right. But it felt, I didn't remember any like lead up to that. They were even like, it just came out of nowhere. Well, there was a lot of question about that because then Lindsay supposedly grabbed um, Austin's dick. Remember? Right when they announced (laughs) that they were going to try to be in a relationship with each other. Right. So people were like, wait, what's your anniversary? Because what I heard was that you were trying to hook up with Austin in the late hours of the wedding. And then she said, and then Austin said that we, they got McDonald's together and just ate it in bed. Right. Right. With no dick uh, touching. So they had a fuzzy, you think (laughs) she did? I mean, why would he say that? He's a shit stir, but not like that. Austin said she tried to? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I believe Austin. (laughs) I, I, and I, I, you know, like he's a little bit of a weasel, but I don't think he's just going to create a complete fabrication. Yeah. And no offense. Yeah. yeah that'd be a horrible <laughs> thing to lie about. Yeah. Especially that'd be insane. Given the, the timeline. And he basically just dropped it the second she was pissed. He was like, all right, whatever. Never mind. And we know Lindsay is sexually attracted to Austin. We saw how she hugged him when <sighs> she got to Winter House. forget her behavior while Sierra was in the house. She like jumped on top of Austin and like spun around on him for 30 seconds. You remember? <laughs> yeah. She was like, that's just how our friendship is. She's like, sorry that you're mad, but that's just how we are. This is like not related, <laughs> but just one tangent. But do you remember that scene in Southern Charm when uh, Cameron arrived at a pool party that Whitney was throwing and Cameron ran up to Whitney in a bathing suit and jumped on him just like how... <laughs> Uh, Lindsay jumped on Austin and started humping him in the air. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but you hate Cameron, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Cameron, and I don't. I wouldn't say I hate Whitney, but Whitney is probably my the least loved person that yeah. I think I've ever seen in the entire Bravo universe. And I just thought it was—it's slightly strange how much Cameron, the affinity she has for Whitney, yeah. given everything that we know about him. And I thought it was doubly strange that she jumped on him and started humping him midair at a party yeah i'm trying to remember that you have a fresher yeah southern charm so, but anyway not, me, but. not to, <laughs> to sidetrack us but okay so there was some fuzzy details surrounding when they got together austin dropped it and then the next season we see them it's like their whole relationship happened off camera we didn't right. really get to see their love we see him by the summer and they're, they had some troubles last summer, right? I mean, they were fighting about, like, the Danielle part of everything. Yeah. Um, I think Lindsay was asking him to defend her. Well, I, I don't remember the specific fights, but there was, yeah. just a lot, there was like, her a lot of... Her wanting to go out or not based on him not drinking and, you know, people being like, why don't you do what you want to do? Why do you guys have to do everything together? And, you know. Yes. Also, they created sort of, like, a dark cloud around the summer house when they were there yeah kyle was kyle's party mood was definitely hampered i remember for like the first three weeks and then the one weekend when they decided to like go on a trip carl and Lindsay, the house had the most fun they've ever had yeah remember when kyle lost it and he's like when real like assholes and real bitches like get away with it he was like it makes me crazy yeah (laughs) because people it was like some was it like, was that when someone said that, um, was it Danielle that said that Amanda's untrustworthy or something like that? Yeah. And, and he got like so mad. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle got so pissed. Was it, was it Danielle who said Amanda's untrustworthy? Or was it Lindsay? 
I don't remember. I don't remember either. We're gonna have to do a rewatch. Yeah, but also, (laughs) also the the group was not as happy, outwardly stoked on this proposal when it happened. They're they're they tried their best to be like we are supportive friends and we love you. But I I remember when it you know they found out like Kyle told everyone that he had just proposed. It was sort of like a crickets. Well, it was crickets. And also Danielle obviously had like, you know, she was so <laughs> bummed out, like so well, yeah. upset. But and it was... everyone felt like they couldn't celebrate because it would upset Danielle. Yeah. So there was sort of an unspoken. And then with Danielle spoken, like uh, negative feelings towards this union that a yeah. lot of people didn't want to say, but you could just tell, like even at the reunion, you could tell that like people aren't really rooting for rad house that right. much. Yeah. No, it felt like everyone's a little bit like, okay. Yeah. And the one person that would have rooted and shouted from the rooftops for them, if she had been more involved, would have been Danielle. Right. And that's the one person that Lindsay spurned, you know, to the goddamn ground the entire <laughs> time. Her one, her number one fan. Yeah. She's a fool. Well, I'm sure Danielle will be completely there for her now, which is annoying. That's what I thought. It, it, yeah. If... um. If you're questioning where Danielle will be in this whole thing, if she will try to, like, uh, what's that called? Like, seek retribution or try to be justified in anything. What's that called when you lord your uh, your opinion over someone? What's it called? When you're like, I was right, and, and you have schadenfreude? Yeah. I don't um, know. When you're yeah. like, what's that called when you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that Danielle, because of... You know, I told I, you so. I, yeah, I don't think <laughs> she'll of. have an I told you so demeanor. I really don't think she'll ever even say those words. I think that she has been such a good friend. And at the reunion, she showed that she would willingly let Lindsay back into her life, despite yeah. how Lindsay treated her. I bet that Danielle is like over there now. Totally. Lindsay, you know, like this will be Lindsay will fully get Danielle's 100 percent compassion through yeah. this whole thing. Meanwhile, I do not think that that would be the same situation in reverse. Absolutely not. I, I mean, was, we've seen it. Yeah, was Lindsay there when when Danielle was breaking up with um, what was her Roger, Robert, <laughs> Robert, Robert? Yeah, there, Roger. I don't remember much sympathy there, but who knows? Maybe it happened off camera. Yeah. So as a viewer, I guess I never got to root for for Carl and Lindsay because I didn't see their relationship. We saw it at the end of the season where I think that's season six where Kyle and Amanda got married and they go, we're dating now. And then we hear the Austin dick grabbing rumor. Yeah. Then we see them this summer and it was like bad vibes. Yeah. And there was some rough stuff going on. And I think a lot of people think that Carl is rushing into this because like you, you said like in his vulnerable state, he like needs something i guess yeah. you could say maybe needs love right now or compassion and Lindsay's always been there so it's yeah it, it's a relationship that could have been founded on the wrong for the wrong reasons totally and who the hell knows what happened this season this i know summer weekend. and did we already say that the breakup is filmed yes supposedly it was filmed so if this happened tuesday night which Bravo and Cocktails reported, which good on them. They were very early on this. They said it happened on Tuesday night. So that means that, you know, if they're filming normally on the weekends, Carl might have been like, hey, guys, get over here right now. <laughs> you need, we need cameras here ASAP because this thing needs to be Why would he want that? <laughs> if, you're a good, if you're good on Bravo, I think you know that if we've seen... He wants a re- his bonus, his Raquel bonus. Definitely gets a bonus, but also it's like, 
if you have the option to call them and you know that it could happen or you warn them about this, maybe there's, you know, maybe there were seeds planted and they knew that this was on, you know, rocky ground the, the entire time. But I think, I mean, fortunately they filmed it, you know, because we have seen <laughs> for it us. for us. <laughs> and I think Carl would know that Carl knows that, that we've seen a relationship and that all the summer house viewers would want this piece of their life. I mean, I mean, to play QAnon, do you think, because part of me is made a bit suspicious in how perfectly this unfolded for the show. Like, Have you been on QAnon today? It's kind of... <laughs> there was a Q drop this morning. That's how I found out. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that they have all, that many you know details about the Carl and Lindsay thing. It's, it's like kind of wild. Q says. On, yeah. No, um, but like, okay, so they got to have a perfect season of events you know the bridal shower the you know whatever other leading up events they have and then the breakup happens like almost exactly a year in to the engagement and the breakup is on camera which I don't know you know outside of just being a good employee why you would want to share that moment um, and I'm like, were they both on board or did he ambush her or did she ambush him or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I try to be, I don't want to be naive about it, but I try to be optimistic and think we knew that there were some cracks in this foundation. Yeah. I'm imagining all of the pressure of them doing all these events. They're back in the house again. If they had been fighting, which there's a huge chance that that happened. Uh, that if he was going to make this decision for something that happened over the last year or this summer specifically, he knows when he has to do it. And like, I don't know, is he going to wait a month after they filmed to do this? It could have been just something that he knew was right for him. And potentially it could just be, it could at this point, it could be just calling off the engagement. It could be, right. we might watch this in a year and be like, oh, that was it. He, he said, I don't want to get married in November. It's BravoCon in November and we're going to be too busy. So can we just put the brakes on it? And Lindsay's like, you know, sure, Carlito. Right? Yeah. Except it said breakup in the in the Entertainment Tonight okay. article. It said, well, yeah. but I do, are, is calling off an engagement always almost synonymous with, with a breakup? That's my assumption. I mean, I think there can be special circumstances or you can like get back together but it's definitely a blow because I think there's like a certain level of momentum in a relationship. And I feel like pump, like canceling a marriage it calls, is like, yeah, it calls everything into question. Yeah. Um, so I would be surprised, but I'm kind of like, okay, so did they know maybe for a while that this was coming and they wanted, I'm being cynical now, like a Gandaval type moment where they're like, all right, well, if we're going to break up, we might as well milk it for content and make everyone talk about us. So like Lindsay would, I mean, I guess I don't put anything past Lindsay, but she would put, she would have a bridal party two weeks ago and invite everyone knowing that ultimately this relationship is going to end. Maybe, or she's just like in severe denial. I mean, the most cynical take, <laughs> the most cynical take is that all of this relationship was, for publicity. Yeah. I've, I've seen that's that. That's the galaxy brain version. Yeah. And on QAnon, they specifically, <laughs> that's the main theory yeah. is that Carl and Lindsay are like a publicity generator. It's on like their a own. beard relationship, whether or not 
there's a gay storyline involved. Right. Which <laughs> I will leave to Q to think about that. Yeah. But if, if you got, yeah, we're not going <laughs> to just spout off our every QAnon theory that's on our QAnon uh, subreddit. But, but I could like, because the thing is their relationship feels so disingenuous well, the, the, that it makes me be like, yeah, maybe it is fake and that's why it feels so wrong. Well, the engage, the proposal, the proposal definitely which we didn't even talk about i don't think yet was definitely staged yeah and we know i think we know without a shadow of a doubt what Paige said that Lindsay knew <laughs> this was happening the way she dressed a thousand times yes yes she had like a pre-packaged <laughs> line of her i do or you know of yeah. what she would say to agree to it there were there was a long walk to the proposal which you just know like she's all dressed up and there was no reason so and then what they tried to say that that it was all spontaneous or whatever, but then they instantly called People Magazine and people like got cameras <laughs> up and raced over there and yeah. took their photo at the scene of the proposal. I don't know if uh, the photos were shared with people or if they had someone on the scene. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but that, that if you are going full conspiracy theory, that is your best piece of evidence <laughs> because that that didn't look right yeah we know that was yeah that was not spontaneous Lindsay was in on it um and the fact that they like wanted to publicize it immediately you know that was that yeah was kind and of... that honestly that's why i'm like believe i'm like believe women believe danielle because she's closest to them and it was not sitting right with her and everyone who is not on her side was saying you know um she's um, you know, upset about her own breakup and she's jealous and all of this. And I'm like, imagine if you were in her position and this was all unfolding so quickly and whether or not it's fake or just uh, poorly designed, you know, whatever happening because of trauma, she has a front row seat to be like, this is fucked. Like, yeah. this is wrong. Like, yeah. I know both of you and this is ick. You know, like icky. Yes. So that's why I'm always like, I felt the same way. But she loves both of them. Like she didn't have any reason to no, do all of this. That's what we said the entire time. She loves both of them. She is their number one fan. She's yeah. the biggest supporter of Carl and Lindsay. And they kept her in the dark. Yeah. They didn't tell her any of this. And she just, knowing them, she just does feel like it's too fast. We all, yeah. everyone felt that. Which it feels like they knew that she couldn't be involved because she would shine light on yeah, what you, was wrong. Yeah, you don't want someone that really knows you to ever tell you the, the truth that you don't want to admit to yourself. Yeah. Lindsay especially. Yeah. Um, I think my, a theory, my theory is that Carl still loves Paige <laughs> and he saw Paige this summer and he saw that she's gearing up to you know, Craig is champing at the bit to marry Paige. <laughs> My God, he should get her back in the snack closet. I think Carl said, I've always <laughs> loved Paige this entire time and I blew it big time. You know, when they started to kiss Yeah. in the third season. He didn't ask her on weekday dates. Yeah, he fully, I don't know what he was thinking. If he liked Paige, he handled it so badly. She said, I want to be courted. I want to go on dates. And he goes, I do not get your <laughs> signals at all. And she was like, take me on a date. But anyway, I think, yeah, I think he still loves Paige and he's going to try to swipe Paige away from Craig before he can propose That would be a thrill. You think? <laughs> it would be insane. Would you rather, so now that I've watched Southern Charm, I love Craig 
and I love him more than Carl mm-hmm. in terms of the love I have for <laughs> these cast members. Do you like Carl more than Craig? Yeah, I think Craig has demonic energy. What? When? When did you see that? <laughs> when? Yeah, when did you see he has demonic energy? Um, I mean... He was on Adderall a couple a, times. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> have you already forgotten about him being an absolute demon monster on Winter House? Where he threw cash at everyone. No, see, no. To... That, that, is, <laughs> that is exhibit A of why I thought I was going to be watching a demon the entire time I watched Southern Charm. Yeah. That, but I still, at this time, what's the date today? I have not seen how, from all of my watching of Southern Charm, I do not understand how that Craig at Winter House is the same Craig that I just watched eight seasons of on Southern Charm. He never breaks anything on Southern Charm. <laughs> he never parties. He never well, stands on Well, he did break tables. his um, hand trying to break through a wall with a butter knife. Yeah, and I love what Austin says about that. He calls it something so funny. He says a unidentified alcohol-related incident or something, which is so funny. You know when you're drunk and you just get hurt and you can't remember how you he did like, it? It was really bad. Did he like tear like a tendon? Yeah. He like couldn't move his fingers. Yeah. You, he said he calls it a Mary. You got a mysterious <laughs> alcohol-related injury. That's funny. Yeah, I like that. There's a name for that. Um, but he, um, I don't know. He was very childish in his breakup with Naomi. <gasps> wow. In what way? No, he wasn't. Naomi he was, was child. bitter. He, yeah, he was mad at her. <laughs> she treated him like shit. Yeah, but he couldn't get his shit together. He thought he was going to get that uh, CEO position at the distillery. He needed a wake up. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Naomi gave him a wake up call for sure, but she was horrible. She was about mean his, to him. She was horrible about his pillow company. That ended up being his I know, empire. She laughed at him. They show the clip, all the clips of her belittling his pillow company or his sewing, <laughs> like five different times, all the time. Yeah. Did she? I still. Him? But I think that like now, I don't know. I think I like her for him more than Paige, because <gasps> Paige doesn't like him. <gasps> <laughs> Or she doesn't I, want to marry him, at least. Okay. She would really, I feel like, have to swallow something, like swallow a pill, big pill, or have some. They need to have some sort of a revelation because it just feels right now like they're not on the same page. Wait, you like Naomi more for Craig? <laughs> I just thought that um, after her breakup, that because that guy did end up being a demon, also yes. Matul. Oh my god, he was awful. Oh my god, <laughs> Craig was so right he was about right. him. Yeah. Oh my god. But he just came off as bitter. Yeah. Um, but I thought I loved when he was still nice to her after the breakup when he said his heart was broken that she got a nose job because I've... she was so beautiful. He said he cried when he saw that. <laughs> I, I I think he like will always love her. I really do. I felt like Craig was very justified in how he acted after Naomi. She was she was his biggest hater. Yeah. And she's the one who ended the relationship. And he said, I thought our love was stronger than any of this shit and we could have gotten past all of it it was naomi who i felt like had the wrong version of craig like she had the craig that she thought he should be and he ended up becoming that like with in spite of her yeah um god (laughs) (laughs) so do you think do you think um well i guess i guess i was gonna ask like who do you think Paige would actually like do you do you ship 
Whitney. Uh, Carl and Paige. Oh my God, <laughs> Paige and Whitney. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you... um, I mean, it was hard to say. I feel like her and Carl were just really having fun. I don't know that there was much more there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, felt like he, I felt like I never have seen Carl be more blown away by someone than he was with Paige <laughs> ever, ever since then. And he just yeah, kind of blew it. Totally. I mean, yeah, all the girls that he's brought home otherwise have been total duds. Yes. There was one season that ends of Summer House, which I can't remember what season it was, but it was like Carl was like on another planet so like like high on life that he just like said, I want to start dating this this person that he just introduced to all the cast members right at the finale and then it ends with him going like i want to date you and you are officially my girlfriend and then we found out by the reunion that it was completely over already we yeah. never even seen this person yeah um, um yeah i don't know i'm curious what will come next obviously hubs was a poor choice and the sad thing is i actually did like their friendship like do you remember that one time when um, Lindsay surprised Carl with his mom coming to town. Yeah. And sweet. it was like cute. Like I'm not a fan of hers in general, but I feel like their friendship was actually kind of sweet historically. Yeah. And now it's like ruined. Well, their, their friendship was sweet, but I would argue that Lindsay always loved Carl and knew certain things to do to like get him to shine his spotlight. She was on playing her. the long game. Yes. If you watch if you watch Summer House with that in mind, like rewatch it, Lindsay I think Lindsay has always loved. She was trying to Carl. insert herself into his family. And, and like the mom is definitely this is like mean, but it's like that's definitely she knows how much you know, it could have been, it could have been genuine, obviously. Yeah. But it's just like that's a good a thing manipulation. To do. A manipulation if you because you know how much Carl's mom means to him. Yeah. They are so bonded. Get in her ear. Get in her ear, be like, <laughs> man, these girls that Carl's bringing around are awful aren't she's they? like a dirty John who's like you've had a big loss in your family wouldn't it be fun to have a wedding soon something to celebrate is that what don't dirty... you want that is that what dirty John did <laughs> well he's he's pulling a Brooks he's just manipulating he, more about money but I just call any like relationship scammer dirty John yeah and we saw Brooks <laughs> is one yeah Ryan has the hallmarks of one Ryan yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, is that everything we have to say? I mean, yeah. More updates to come. When is Summer House? When does it usually start? Like, as to viewers watch. to watch. Yeah. Around the winter, like I think it has the same schedule as Vanderpump Rules. Like, okay, January or February. Right. I think they run they, them at like, the exact together, same yeah. time. Like one week staggered. Yeah. So it's gonna be wild. We're gonna be watching Vanderpump Rules, where Schwartz is dying his hair blonde. Yeah. And then we're going to be watching Summer House where the disillusion of a huge relationship happens. I can't wait. I fucking love Summer House. Me too. <laughs> I love Southern Charm now too. I oh mean, yeah. Those three are like the holy trinity. Yeah. The under 42s. The under 42s are bringing it, bringing it so hard. <laughs> and Housewives, I'm... This uh, week was kind of a flop city, don't you think? Oh God. Three out of three. Oh. Last week was three for three. This was... <laughs> Zero for three. I, I watched thought, all three last night and I was like, hmm. Oh my God. That, that was what it was. This was a flat line for me. I almost don't want to stop talking about Southern. Yeah. I don't want to talk about, I don't want to stop talking about Southern Charm just because of how bad this shit was that we had to watch. Yeah. I will say we'll get into it, but like they all sucked and Atlanta was like boring finale. But then the after the, you know, after what would you call it? 
the update the, at yeah. the end was like action packed. Yeah, I cried like twice. Yeah, it was. Well, you, okay, well, are, are we done with the news section? No other news. Was happened, there anything right? else? Um, I didn't. I saw that Stassi was on Lala's podcast, but I haven't listened to it she yet. Was I yeah. didn't see? Oh my god! Lala was like getting you on this podcast was like having Beyonce on the podcast. Which when did this happen? I just saw a video this morning, so maybe it's like brand new. Oh my god! Well, maybe. Okay. All right. Well, that's too bad. I mean, if I, yeah, it just happened. Okay. We can't be judged for that. No, uh, maybe we can uh, talk about it on the Patreon tomorrow, which will be Monday yeah. for listeners. Oh, I wanted um, to say one, one update. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, even though we're in flop, flop city, garbage, <laughs> the garbage bin of Bravo right now with these three shows that are the currently dust airing. Du- we're in the full blown dustbin. We should make that a segment. The dustbin minute? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you putting in the dustbin this I'm week? putting, I love that. I'm putting in the dustbin, I'm putting Roni in the goddamn dustbin. I'm almost, I almost don't want to. The entire franchise? No. Or the current iteration? <laughs> yeah, old Roni. My favorite thing in the world. I think, no, the new Roni. I'm, I'm sorry, but if you watch that episode and you found joy in it, we want to hear from you. I want to hear someone, and I'm looking at YouTube too. If you liked the Wreath What You Sew episode of Roni, I have to hear five positive things that you have to say about it that you enjoyed. And I almost feel bad because this is a place where we celebrate the things we love. Yeah. I mean, maybe we don't love Carl and Lindsay's relationship. Maybe we don't love every episode of Orange County. But overall, I want to be positive. So how long do we continue to talk about something that provides no joy right you know what i mean like if we're just dogging on it i'm sure bravo would be like please stop talking about roni you know what i mean like right but i, I still want to talk about it because it, it does have the potential possibly to get better i mean i can't imagine it after last week's episode but i wanted to say even though we're in flop city i find hope i think there's light at the end of the tunnel for southern charm yeah under 42s i yeah. think they're going to come back in in full force this taylor shit taylor is hooking up with austin hooking up with shep again yeah that, that new guy did you see that guy oh, yeah. his name's like jt yeah he's headbutting austin and falling oh, off stools gosh. and calling shep old yeah i think southern charm has a potential <laughs> i think and people are are tooting its horn early they're saying get ready yeah craig is tooting um I, so I think I think I think Southern Charm could be good, and I also wanted to say that I was so wrong about Salt Lake City season two last week. Oh wow! So I You're was back on board. Yes, I only watched the first like eight episodes okay. of season two, and I was like, "This is absolute dog shit." I'm going to <laughs> proclaim from the rooftops that season two is officially dog shit, and now I'm burning through it. <sighs> and the Jin Shaw arrest happens right at the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's firing on all goddamn cylinders. <laughs> Every single thing is about the Jin Shaw arrest. And yeah. all of the drama it, uh, conflict is organic because they're all fighting over when this happened and who they can trust. And, uh, you know, it, it just really realigns everyone around something real. Whereas the first half of the season, they were sputtering. They're uh-huh. like Roni. They're trying to yeah. you know, drudge up shit that they can talk about. And then they have this impactful thing. And the rest of it is like gold. <laughs> We should go to the site of the Shaw Rest, the beauty lab and laser parking lot. Oh, I'm all in. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, and now we so- should just drive the few more hours from Vegas. 
oh I, no I, w- I would love to now that now that salt lake city had that resurgence like i'm like even season three which you can tell me like is season three on par with with the or do they have a nadir again because i remember can't... thinking season three there's only three seasons only right? three um i remember by the time i was in the third season i was finally like all right i can follow there's um drama between Whitney and um Heather that's wild yeah that, like you like say major yeah, they're because they they are so aligned they're yeah. a great organic friendship yeah and I like them it's kind of sad it's like when <gasps> it's kind of like Bethany and Jill or whatever or something like that or like Nini and Kim where you're like come on guys like okay. get it together All like right. uh how are Meredith and Lisa no no big spoilers well, but I just there's that there's a hot mic moment that's so oh, that's season two so season two finale has lisa calling meredith a goddamn <laughs> whore yeah. who's fucked half of new york city yeah. which was when you're watching it it's kind of unprovoked yeah i like wasn't exactly sure what meredith did but lisa had like a legitimate like meltdown yeah like where she's screaming for 30 <laughs> minutes or whatever and i was like no one who's faking this would scream for like 30 full minutes right like she was having a legitimate meltdown <laughs> and she was just saying anything um so anyway i'm i'm sorry for what i said about season two it's actually okay. great and i'm excited because that's i think by the time we have the next turtle time salt lake city season four i know i was thinking i didn't realize it was on so soon and i also didn't realize that this week's atlanta was the finale and i was like there's gonna be four (laughs) i was like i can't watch four oh oh, but 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 we but there is gonna be reunions i know so So there will be four so we'll but we'll you know we get to what i like to do is just give the do of how much joy it provided you know what i mean like if atlanta reunion the The uh, reunion looks good yes she knows. She knows. There's looks like there's a lot of documents. Candy and Drew. Candy is no longer letting what Drew said about the past and the working conditions go unspoken. She says that she thinks Drew is gaslighting Ralph. <gasps> you saw that little part? No. Okay. Yes, it, it does look good. Um, and Ralph ma- comes out and she's like, I don't even know why you're here. Yeah. It looks good. So do you want... Okay, so just to end my little thought is that even though... You know, for our Turtle Time listeners, we might be in the, a flop era. It's ending, and I think Salt Lake City and Southern Charm have real promise. So don't just give up completely on the yeah. Bravo universe and Turtle Time, right? <laughs> no, there's more to come. There's, I Yeah, I agree. The under-42s will save us. Um, I'm excited. Maybe Salt Lake will save us. Um, I yeah. think... I think Salt Lake could save us because like you said, once you get to know the people in the cast have conflict that is earned and has existed for a couple seasons and you know them more, like how I don't know the Roni people at all, so I don't yeah. give a shit about what they're fighting about. Once you know them and you know the things that, that provokes conflict in them, it, it gets so much better. Like totally. third and fourth seasons of franchises are usually really good. Yeah. Because it's like they know what to do. They know what they works. They know each other. Yeah. So yeah. Um, also, good. there's that clip of Mary Cosby being like, listen up, bobblehead. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> she calls them bobbleheads in season two. Mary Cosby. I'm so scared of her. Mary Cosby might be on just on the cusp of someone that you potentially shouldn't film. Does she have a um, official? Is she a snowflake holder, or she? She, she I, is. I mean, unless she's a friend of, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I think she's fully back. Yeah. Um, Did you see you? And so I'm. I just finished season two. She invites Jen Shaw to her church, <laughs> and the one of the congregants 
gives a tribute to Mary Cosby, you know, basically saying, She's God. She's God. I'm like, God damn. She's a full L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that Salt Lake City was, was boring, but then when you think about where they are, like, I do like that it's all in win- like the winter, and I like that we've never seen this type of environment before, and I yeah. do like the undercurrents of religion. Totally. Like, kind of, yeah. It looks like there's going to be drama about Lisa Barlow's son's mission really? or something like that. Like, and with um, Heather is like, their tenants are bad. Like she's like now so anti-Mormon. And I think Lisa is going to be like, stop. Do you like, um, oh my God, Heather. Oh God. What's, what's Heather's, uh, oh, Whitney. Do you like Whitney's husband's <laughs> and her beautiful relationship? <laughs> their is horny it even, relationship. Do you like it? I think it's fun. It seems like they actually like love each other, but yeah. this season there's <gasps> talk of the ring coming off. No way. Yeah. Whoa, okay, it was in the preview. Right. Okay. I'm right. Re- okay. I'm burning through. <laughs> well, cause season. his, he got fired from his job because she was too horny on TV. Remember? Oh, sorry. Spoiler. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say. It's a point of contention. His job doesn't like her sexy ways. Well, last Salt Lake City in the finale, Whitney says, honey, um, honey, John, get in here. I know our sex life has been sort of <laughs> sputtering. Get in here. We're going to do sex paint. And she lathers him up in black paint and they lather each other up while they're nude. Do you think that'll be on display at BravoCon, the art? I think the that art that they great. made for sure. And I was like, is this the first time that Bravo is going to show a couple have Actually sex? It was the closest they ever, because you know, Bravo has a very, uh, they, they, they get out of the bedroom yeah. the minute it starts to actually get horny. Once the camera people start to get, you know, they're like, I, you know what I mean? They get out of there. And I thought, I was like, seriously, I was like, is, is his name John or, Jake? um, uh, his name's Jake. What is it? Um, Whitney, Whitney Wild and Rose and Justin. Yeah, Justin. I really, I thought, I thought he was. I thought they were going to start to make love, and then it was going to be the the season finale was going to end. But they stopped it right before he bent her over. It was really interesting. But anyway, I'm going to watch season three. I'm hyped up, and I mean, they at least have something going on, you know? Yeah, like, their relationship. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Okay, Salt Lake City, Southern Charm. So let's let these flop franchises sputter out. You know what makes me sad though is we have a lot of Roni left. <laughs> Yeah, we're like not even halfway. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, are they going to do 16 episodes of this show? I feel like Andy should just say, guys, like, I think Bravo should have an interruption during a Roni broadcast, and he should say, State of the Union, he should say, I'm so sorry, I was wrong. We're not going to finish the rest of the season. We're going to play old Roni highlights until we can figure out what the hell is going on. It just changes to that what that classic screen that has like a Native American you know, masthead with, have you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's like black and white with like, <laughs> no, no idea what I'm talking about. I, no, I'm thinking of like, we There's interrupt like, this broadcast, but you tell me, I, I you explain to me, maybe I'll There was remember. like, when TV used to like go off air, there'd be like an, like a, yeah, an t- image that was like a placeholder. And it was <laughs> I almost just knocked over my coffee. I'm, and it would have a, a, you should say a Native American yeah. masthead that would just be in um, the center of the frame. Yeah. Hold I on. was thinking we now interrupt this broadcast for an urgent message from Andy Cohen. And it should have happened over the last... Oh, oh, yeah. Like a test pattern, they call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be like right after Aaron says... Aaron's like, 
I am going to create conflict with Jessel now. And she runs <laughs> over to Jessel's house and it would have that <laughs> placeholder. And I'm so sorry, but we have an urgent message from Andy Cohen. And Andy just goes, it's in the, it's in the presidential, it's in the uh, Bravo clubhouse. <laughs> and he says, I am so sorry for what I did. He admitted, you know, we always talk about it. He admitted in Daddy Diaries that this was fully his idea. And he had to yeah, convince. But he's still, I think, holding no. strong. Remember, I sent you on TikTok. He was getting interviewed by Isaac Mizrahi. And they were talking about New York and how he goes, it's so stressful trying to get it right, trying to keep the show going for so long. And he goes, thank God we got it right. And all the comments were like a million comments saying, didn't get it right wrong flop it's yes. so bad can't watch it unwatchable like i was like okay so there are a lot of people that aren't down obviously the ratings speak for themselves i wonder what they were this week they are stable at five hundred thousand, which okay. is um atlanta gets around eight hundred thousand each week yeah which is like not good for them no that's low for them used to be the highest rated franchise by far uh, low is Miami. Miami is like 300,000, but I think that's because it was ported over from Peacock yeah. and people like are not used to Miami or whatever. This is low for a franchise, but it's not so low. Like Sonia and Luann Crappy Lake got around 300,000 too. So okay. it's like all ratings are suffering, but Roni is definitely in a stagnant low. Yeah. Place. Well, that's why it's so insane that, you know, thanks Bethany for reminding us that, the last season of during Scandal, Vanderpump was getting like 11 million. Yeah. It's just crazy that that's still possible. Yeah. Like the people are there. People are there. But they're not being tapped. Right. They need, we need <laughs> constant huge scandals to entertain us. Um, so I bet the new season of Vanderpump will do really well at the beginning, at least. It will. I mean, it will be so far away still, but I think it'll have way more of a boost than most housewives. Yeah. So which, yeah, I think so too. Um, for sure, there will be residual Scandal effect. I think with Rachel gone, if she doesn't ever come back, it's going to feel like it's missing a huge piece. And you're going to be like, wait, when are they talking? When is th this other shoe going to drop in terms of like yeah. when this will happen? And I don't think Sandoval is going to be very forthright. Nobody trusts him. So you don't, you're not going to believe anything he says about, you know, Scandal. So yeah. I don't know. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be one of those hubristic seasons where they think the world is loving them and they can do anything in the world, and that's why they're at see you next Tuesday every single yeah. week, and why they're doing water testing, yeah. tasting, and stuff. Did we talk about um, uh, Ariana on Sheena's podcast already, or that came after? I think it was like right after we recorded, maybe the yeah. day after. I listened to it, and I every time I hear Ariana talk about this situation i'm so like on her side oh yeah you know like she just makes sense yeah. and i believe everything she says you know um and i thought it was interesting yeah no she's she's so thoughtful she also is able to consider the other side and always yeah she benefit. was not um mean about rachel at all like no. she said that what there was a lot of things she said that she didn't like yeah. and stuff like that but she was like really nice she yeah for the most part the thing that, that made her the most sad was um was that rachel is negating their friendship yeah and doesn't 
is saying now that she doesn't consider them friends. When Ariana said, we had real talks together. I told her things. We actually did hang out alone. Yeah. Regardless, I don't even know why that point is something that Rachel is sticking to so much. No matter what. Bethany was pushing that. Oh, I know. You know, like she was like, really know her. Yeah. Did you guys like go to lunch? Like how many times did you actually hang out? Like, were you even close? It seems like you weren't. Yeah. So, so Ariana was like, definitely mad at, at bethany she was like oh why God, don't you know yeah. anything you're talking about she was like i don't know you lady <laughs> yeah i called her lady <laughs> yeah um um yeah i mean she should be pissed that was so stupid um and i liked that you know it seems like ariana's very if you follow her on like instagram you can tell she has a very tight-knit group with yes her friends brad and logan like they do everything right. together and so for her to have let Rachel into that world, I think was a big deal to her. And so she's pissed that now she's making it seem like she, they weren't close at all. Cause she's like, I don't just like hang out with anyone. I don't do, she was like, I don't let just anyone stay at my Coachella house. Yeah. I love how Coachella is always such a big part I, of oh, their like, lifestyle. That that might be like the one, the biggest thing that Tom and Ariana had in common. Like they're yeah, Coachella. Like annually. Affinity. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then, I did like I forgot about the reminder that when this rumor was starting that Ariana was like, I don't even hang out with Lala and Katie like that. Yeah. So how would they even know? Yeah. And I love that she still holds firm to that. She's like, I mean, on a day to day basis, they're not really around. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. I'm, you know, always wondering about the working relationship between Katie and Ariana. She was saying they've agreed on everything for the business so far. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that means that they both have aligning vision or if they're both kind of passive. <laughs> yeah. Good question. I mean, it, yeah, it's going to be tough because their, 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 their correlation and what they, their interests is doesn't always overlap. So right. it'll be interesting who and, gets the final say. Okay. So it's maybe Penny gets the final say. It's true. Tomorrow is September 1st, meaning they did not open in August. So, we sort of know why that's happening. And they talk about this in the interview. So we're still talking about the interview. They Robertson now wants that street to be more walkable. So all of the old The Vanderpump Triangle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so they want the, it to be like that Silver Lake Triangle where it's like no cars. Right. Which would be cool. Great for Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, 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 oh. they want to make that street walkable i think so oh okay oh i think I that's thought, that was my understanding oh i thought they just wanted to make the sidewalks more like accessible and so they were any um outside structures had to go down but if that's going to be a full path you don't really that's need that what, street i guess I mean, it's I mean, convenient but it's also like that's the most bogged down street because it's the uh what the most action-packed spot in west hollywood that little yeah. strip there so it would be kind of nice yeah, I mean, I feel like Lisa probably called the city and requested that, although she doesn't have pump anymore, which it would have been really the best for. But like, think about spilling out of the Abbey onto a, you know, concrete, like just hang out. They could have string lights across. It'd be beautiful, Pretty nice. like a promenade. Yeah, is a promenade what I'm thinking? Yeah, that's a- how like Santa Monica promenade so is. So you'd walk out of the beautiful Abbey, which, <laughs> you know, they're like talking about selling the Abbey. They can't. No. No, that's that's a, a historical landmark. Hollowed ground. Huh? Yeah, hollowed yeah. ground. But I, I couldn't imagine a beautiful night where you walk out of the Abbey and then you, you, you're you with your significant other and you're dancing along the promenade under those beautiful lights. Get and a sandwich. Go get a sandwich from something about her and then you pop in for a little um, brunch at Tom Tom slash Pump. Yeah. Go get, I don't know, a glass of wine at Sir. That's all. 
Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> just one little glass of wine. <laughs> uh, one, one final thing about the interview that I thought was interesting, Ariana and Sheena, was that Ariana seems to definitely believe the FaceTime was recorded without Rachel's consent. Yeah. And she said that is something that Rachel should uh, continue to bring up with Tom Sandoval if that yeah. was illegally recorded. So it sounds true to her. Yeah. Sounds true to Stasi. I think a lot of people in the know believe this happened. And if that's true, Sandoval is getting away with a potential crime. illegal, <laughs> potential crime, revenge porn, or, you know, or, you know, some people might consider it that. And he is getting a definitely painted in a sim- sympathetic light because a lot of people, no matter where he went in his life and no matter who he turned back on his side, some people could never let that die. Yeah. I saw a lot of comments about when Stassi said that, that people were like, I can't believe Stassi got canceled and he's still on the show. And now I'm like, oh, I'm scared. Like, I'm like, do you think Bravo would, I don't know ever take action in that regard would that be a fireable offense in their eyes you know probably not i would i i think that is why bravo allegedly or potentially would have removed that from the cut because you just they don't want no matter who it is even though he's the ultimate villain of that season they can't let something potentially illegal be in the in the edit you know what i mean in the final edit it's like it's it's which I don't know have has, have there been other illegal things that were captured on camera? I mean, yes, right. There, there's been other illegal things that have yeah. happened and yeah, I feel jaywalking, like <laughs> Jax's uh, sunglasses oh, stealing, totally. <laughs> so, but that was very cut and dry. I feel like this is more like it depends. I feel like she would need to press charges to take it right. to the next step, right. which I don't know if she will. I don't know what their relationship well, is anymore. A lot of people are also to like, to talk shit about Rachel. So they're like, Oh no, there's no way she didn't give him consent. She for sure. And it's like, why would she lie about that aspect? I, she, like, I, don't... I mean, whatever. I, I bet because of the power he had over her that if he did make the request, I bet she would have said yes, yeah. but it sounds like he did not ask. No. I, I, mean, I don't doubt it. I think it's something that he thought in his drunken party brain that it was the coolest thing in the world that he was filming. Yeah. That, you know, Ariana was saying um, she was like, she should, because I guess she, Raquel, Rachel's lawyer sent a cease and desist to the entire cast yeah. if they were to have received it. And Ariana was like, good. Like she should do that. And my yes. lawyer responded in kind saying like, yes. here's, proof or whatever that I did not share it etc but she was like she should be doing that that's what I would do you know and I'm just like it's so crazy that this whole situation left them all needing to be lawyered up I know and doing all these responses and I'm like that's so expensive like I remember kind of making fun of Sheena when she was crying about having to go to court because we did go to court that day and it was the most low-key like traffic court vibes ever Uh but I get that it's like stressful you know oh, like yeah. you're being accused of something you have to spend money to have a lawyer like on retainer to, to respond to all this shit and you're just like that's i would do anything to avoid legal anything yes. like i do not want to deal with shit like that yeah um so i get why they were all kind of traumatized totally and then Sheena reiterated again. She was like, and for the record, I did not punch her. Like again, like Sheena will not let that die that she didn't punch her. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's dead in the water. Like yeah, the don't. charges were dropped. Right. The no restraining order anymore. was dropped. It's just like but whatever. She'll never admit it. 
but Rachel woke she brought it up on the podcast again saying I, I have a permanent scar yeah and Bethany was like oh my god that's terrible yeah well <laughs> I uh yeah okay well that was what that's our news right yeah that was the state of the union um we talked about more than I thought I know we covered a lot of ground yeah we have Bravo Con to look forward to did you see the footage on TikTok of Jax at Sir? Yes, I did. For some reason, Sandoval pulled up in like a Rolls Royce. I don't know whose car that is. Okay. Um, And then Jax was there filming and there's footage, not to spoil it, I don't even like living in the future this way, but Jax and uh, Schwartz are in a animated, if not heated conversation together. Really? Yeah. I mean, Jax would be in an animated, heated conversation <laughs> with anybody. I'm just surprised they got him on the grounds. I was like shocked to see he showed up for real. I know. I, I couldn't, Sir Brunch, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And he, there there was a footage of him like uh, singing while James was DJing and stuff. Oh yeah, Guillermo went live. Yeah. This whole season to me seems like it takes place in an alternate <laughs> universe. A, a Vanderpump. Not canon. Bizarre. Yeah. I don't think this season is canon. I think Alex Baskin is going to officially state um, at some point, he's going to say, just so you guys know, season 11 is not part of the canonical yeah. Vanderpump Rules universe. He's like Carol Baskin. He's a liar. <laughs> Who? Wait. Carol Baskin. The tiger. <laughs> what's the guy? Yeah, tiger King. Was Carol Baskin a liar? <laughs> to him. What did she lie about to Tiger King? They think King? that, um, well, she was trying to, I fucking hate Tiger King. But I, just, me too. Oh, me I think too. it's like a very funny reference at this point. Yeah, right. It's so outdated. But it was like, it, um, was that, that was like in COVID. It was, it was like peak, the first. Like it was like the, the first month of COVID. So everyone on earth watched it because we were just like chained it inside. Sucked. It was so nasty. I hated watching the way that the animals were living because it was disgusting and terrible. Yeah. And like ban all capture of exotic animals. Like fuck that. Yeah. Um, but uh, she was trying to like bust him. So then he was against her and they had an online feud. And then there was a rumor that she had killed her husband. Like fed him to a tiger? Maybe. And then remember there was that TikTok dance that was like, killed her husband, bagged him, Carol Baskin. And like Lisa Rinna did a so, dance to it. <laughs> God. To what It's like song? your worst nightmare. Lisa. Oh my. If you pull it up. It was to I'm a Savage. I'm a kid. What did it say? I'm a tyke. I'm a. It was like kill Carol my hus- Baskin killed her husband, snatched him, or something like that. Lisa Rinna. <laughs> if I saw that footage right now, I would. It's my nightmare. Imagine Lisa text Rinna it to you. dancing to the Tiger King <laughs> remix of I'm a Savage. It's like, can't convince me that that didn't happen. Carol Baskin. <laughs> that we were, we were just. Our minds were just completely COVID. We had COVID brains, and that we were like, "This is good television." It was just. Such- I mean, that's like peak. I, you know, my revenge or my uh, campaign against Netflix continues. Oh, yeah. uh, that was just them cashing in. They were so lucky. Yes. Um, I remember. I just was so desperate for community that I was like, "Jimmy, let's watch Tiger King." Everyone is watching Tiger King, and he was like, "This shit fucking sucks. I hate it. Turn it off." And I was like, "But everyone is yeah. talking about it." And he was like, "It's awful. Yeah. Please." And they continued <laughs> to talk about it for two weeks after, and then it was never heard from again. Um, oh God, I was thinking of another show that was just like that, but I forgot. Oh, I was thinking that it's kind of just a shitty grizzly man yeah 
Like Grizzly Man is so much better. It's two hours. Yeah. That person is more unhinged. There's way more to think about there. Way more. <laughs> Werner Herzog is being so beautiful and poetic about yeah. nature. When he's like staring in the bear's eyes and he's like, I see no compassion in these bear's <laughs> eyes. You remember that? You must never you're, listen to this. <laughs> oh my, could you imagine that audio when you're listening to it? He got it. That was his, well, he said that was his girlfriend and he got yeah. her killed too, unfortunately. Yeah. The bears were so. I don't fuck with the bears. They were so hungry that, that summer he got them right at the tail end of summer right before they were going to go into hibernation and there was no fish yeah <sighs> what was that guy's name timothy treadwell i think so isn't that an actor timothy <laughs> does timothy treadwell was he on west wing <laughs> timothy treadwell timothy i think his name was timothy hold on let's see timothy people don't reference grizzly man a lot anymore don't you think oh wait you're right Timothy Treadwell? Yeah, you're Good. right. All right. That's if you guys were Tiger King lovers, but then you realize it was pure shit and you haven't seen Grizzly Man, watch Grizzly Man because it's about a man who connects to bears in a unhealthy way <laughs> and they eventually become his downfall. Yeah. All of the Werner docs are great. Yeah, there are so many good ones and I can't think of one other one right now. Except What's he goes into a volcano. Oh, yeah. The death row one where he doesn't think that one guy should be sentenced to death who like Finn. killed. No, that's Errol Morris. Oh, sorry. That's no, okay. No, but there is. A, <laughs> I get they, them. They're... But Werner does a death row one too. Yeah. He talks to a guy who's scheduled to die like in the next couple weeks. Yeah. He talks about what he, what this guy did. This guy like murdered people. And then he's basically saying, is the death penalty ever justified no matter yeah. what someone does? Yeah. But the guy he interviews. <laughs> pretty bad yeah it's like well is that the one when um he talks to the is it the executioner or just one of the um guards who said um he's like yeah i like it seems like he hasn't he's tried not to think about it too much but he's like he basically is like i my dreams are haunted and i go home at night and like throw up like it's like i think impossible to not yeah be I, I overtaken that, yeah, by yeah i think that's the same the one. horrors yeah you can only watch that that documentary <laughs> once because you never want to see it again but yeah cave of cave of dreams? dreams i think that's when he goes into a cave that's lascaux lascaux what's that the cave drawings yeah in france oh oh you're thinking of another one. Oh my god i always thought what what isn't no, that it no you're right no cave of dreams i no 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 you're totally right i thought you were calling the death penalty one cave of dreams oh, but no, no you're just thinking of other verbs yeah i'm just listing them now yeah cave of dreams <laughs> there was that one about the internet where he was like yeah. the internet is going about to the take- girl in the car accident and yeah. her family gets online bullied yeah he's yeah oh what else did he do i don't know <laughs> uh he produced the act of killing huh, that's a great movie have you oh, seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh That's God. the one where the guy... The Cambodian, Cambodian killing has to fields. confront all of the, the killings that he perpetuated. Yeah, and he and throws up. He throws up, too. Yeah. Just like that executioner guy. <laughs> Can't keep it all in. The when body it, keeps the score, am I if right? You're, totally. If you're <laughs> filming a documentary and your subject committed some egregious act and you find out while you're filming them and they it dawns on them that they did something horrible, they perpetuated a horror and they start to barf on camera... You got yourself a good documentary. I say action. Action. (laughs) Cameron, are you getting this? This guy's throwing up based upon the realization that he perpetuated horrors. That'd be like if we were filming Tom Sandoval 
and he, we had a documentary and he was like i want the record to be straight i know turtle time is like completely objective which we are obviously and he's like i want the record to be stated that and but he's in that hubristic state he's yeah. still like timothy treadwell where he's like he's like i didn't do really do anything wrong because me and ariana were a brand and we actually didn't love each other and then he goes wait ariana brought me coffee that morning and she actually oh she said something kind of sweet the other day and then and then you and i are like going oh, bro and he goes oh, oh, oh. and then he starts to barf cold sick down his front <laughs> we got a good documentary from that do you think he would ever agree to that even though we just said what we our intentions are right now i bet he would anyone who asked if he would do a documentary he would do it with us literally anyone so yes turtle time presents <laughs> tom sandoval the story of Tom Sandoval. I mean, maybe Nightline could co-produce. Oh, I know someone at Nightline. I, I would actually. I think she could. She would leave Nightline. She would just join our new we'll Turtle start, Time Productions. Um, yeah, Villa Grigio Production Company. I'm I'm fucking in. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. I, why do you think these people like Bethany Frankel and Rachel Levis and Tom Sandoval haven't yet utilized Turtle Time as a platform for objective coverage? Yeah, they need to learn. That we are here. There's so much hatred in the Bravo universe, and so far, I don't see pure objectivity like yeah. you and I. Um, right. Uh, speaking of that ongoing uh, storyline, Ebony is going to be on Bethany's podcast, Ooh. which I'm terrified. Me too. It's like but, wait, actually that'll be interesting though because Ebony can stand on her own, and she has like TV experience, so. She won't be strung along the way Rachel was. No, I'm... But I'm, would that actually makes it even scarier. No, yeah. I'm more scared for the fact that I think once that drops, like, Ramona's going to be arrested. Oh, God. <laughs> She's going to be indicted at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I'm afraid the minute that thing drops, there's going to be a helicopter circling Ramona's house and she's going to be in jail. I just... But that's good for us because we need her podcast to end. Who? Ramona's. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I will. I want that SEO back. What's that word? Schadenfreude? Yeah. I we, we ranked Ramona our fourth favorite housewife, but I would not be upset if her rival podcast was, you know, dismantled. I don't want her to go to jail, though. That would be intense. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think? Did we talk enough about the extraneous Bravo-related items? I think so. And now it's time to talk about the pure <laughs> three garbage. shitty episodes. Three <laughs> shitty, boring episodes. Yeah, We'll let's make do it. it entertaining, though. Well, yeah, we'll try to make it entertaining. Take a break. We totally understand. If you liked this first hour, but you don't want to stick around, I totally understand. But I promise Amy and I will do our best to make these three shitty episodes potentially entertaining, right? Yes. Okay, let's take a little <laughs> certified turtle piss break and we'll be right back. Bye. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're back. Hello. How was your piss break? <laughs> it was good. It was needed. Really? Yeah. I, I was had, ready. Yeah, I was filled up too. <laughs> so this feels so much better. I'm really nervous because... I'm seeing Beyonce on Saturday, and I'm really excited. Um, I've been living in fear of getting COVID. I'm oh. hoping I'm out of the woods. Okay. I mean, I don't have any reason to think. Yeah. I just, people I've been hearing have been getting it. Yes. And I'm like, that would be truly a nightmare from hell if I got COVID like the day before Beyonce. So I've been taking vitamin C. Good. Um, depending on the location, sometimes I'll wear a mask, Good. which I haven't done in a while, but I'm like, not fucking around. No, you can't let that happen to you. And yeah, it is. It has been secretly going around. Yeah, I've heard there's but a people aren't really like talking a, about it. No, it's not like it used to be. Um, but the reason I brought this up is because not the COVID, but the Beyonce is. I'm wearing a skort dress, like it's like a dress that has built-in shorts, and I'm also wearing tights. And I'm like. What am I going to do if I have to pee? I'm oh, going to have to completely disrobe. So skorts. So it's a dress that has an attached shorts to the bottom of it. Yeah. And then tights over it. Under. Under. Oh, oh, tights that go under the shorts. Yeah. So if you were to. I couldn't. I can't like. <laughs> this is getting graphic, but pull to the side. Normally I, in an emergency wearing shorts or whatever, I could just yeah. pull to the side. Yeah. But since I'm wearing tights, they go all the way up. So I would have to just completely get nude in the SoFi stall. What if you peed just through, through it and then <laughs> and then brought paper towels and a sanitizer? I could just wear a diaper. Like would Sonia. That, would that affect you at all? Like the dress? <laughs> I mean, it's just from Zara. It wasn't that expensive. <laughs> you could just throw it away. I'm worried. Are you going to keep your liquid intake to a minimum that's so my thing i want to have some cocktails right and you know that alcohol makes me have to pee the most i think you're gonna have to prepare for one <laughs> what you should do is you should look up the set list does yeah. she have an established set list um Pretty. i can look at what actually she'll, she's playing friday night so yeah. i could look it up i feel like huge artists just have the same set yeah list. Like she's Swift, um jiggered it a couple times okay. on the tour but it's like a massive tour so i think um I can look at what she's done this week. and Like, if there's one stinker that you're like, I don't have to hear this. Yeah. Crazy in love. Ugh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just was thinking of one song. But no, you yeah. know, that's what I did for Blink-182. I yeah. knew, I knew um, like, the one thing that I could miss, and I just raced over, totally. pissed my pants. Or, I'm pissed <laughs> didn't into piss a toy. Yeah, didn't piss. And then... No, yeah. I did consider... Um, I was like, what if I cut the crotch of the shorts and put in like a snap or a, a Velcro? Oh, so that you could... I could, like a baby. <laughs> Do babies have that? Oh, like a little pajama bottom where you are you put a little um, butt flap. Like would that. you do that? I don't think I would do the butt flap, but I could do like a crotch hole. <laughs> that would be nice. But then you just couldn't, I, I don't know, like dance and jump up as much as you want. I couldn't spread my legs because the snaps might open. But then I would still be wearing tights underneath. Yeah. Well, will you let me know <laughs> what I, you do? Pray for me that I don't have an accident. 
I'm brave. I think the best bet is just to pee through them and bring paper towels and a sanitizing spray <laughs> and just sort of wipe up after because you don't want to get fully naked in the stall. Imagine the lines. I know. Do you think they'll keep the boys and girls' bathrooms for everyone? It should be neutral. Well, no, well, I guess enough, enough, like, I don't know, a Taylor Beyonce Swift. Beyonce probably is a good mix. Yeah, because Taylor, yeah, Taylor Swift, Swift is like they, all white women only. <laughs> and they let them go into the oh, gentlemen's. Yep. Okay. So some venues or okay. some, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that since this is such a brand new stadium that their bathrooms are on point and I've that there's a lot of them. I've heard they're good. Okay. But I've heard that it takes years to get out of SoFi oh. Stadium. Yeah. But I guess you're prepared for that. Yeah, we have chosen to park. Oh. So we'll see if that's a mistake or not. We just figured if we had a driver or like an Uber, it would take them like 500 years to find us or yeah. for us to find them. And then, so we're doing a parking situation. I will report back. I want to um, hear really all about it. If you had to pee once, <laughs> if you got naked in the stall, if you did the crotchless option. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I'll drink heavily pre. Yes. Get one and then huge. pee first. Yes. And then maybe I'll only have to go once. Like I'll chill on my drinking yes. during the show. Pre-game, get drunk as hell, have <laughs> one victorious. Let it run right through me. Huge piss right before. <laughs> and then you'll break the seal. But you know how much liquid is in your body at that point yeah. to be sort of um, judicious. Can keep an eye on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> the situation. I'm not saying you're not going to have to go once, but at least no, it will be like the barrier breaking piss. I'm actually like more concerned about, <laughs> I'm happy to go once during the show at the right time. What really scares me is the mad dash after the show. Oh, oh no. I, I That's like scary. Oh no. Oh yeah. I get worried about that at movie theaters. If I'm yeah. watching Oppenheimer and <laughs> I know I'm going to have to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to wait until the end when every single person is like, Oppenheimer was great, but I really got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, the huge rush yeah. that happens. I'm always pretty strategic. So it sounds yeah. like you just have to think about this beforehand, <laughs> make sure you do the right thing. And I, I know you're going to do the right thing. What if, you co- <laughs> what if you co- what if we have the next turtle time and you're like still covered in piss? My head is just down. There's like flies around me. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i didn't do it <laughs> and for some reason you're still covered in piss it's like seven <laughs> days later <laughs> amy what happened you're like i don't want to talk about it um what's your favorite uh real quick because i don't think i've ever asked you what's your favorite if you had to say right now hand a bible what's your favorite beyonce album Ooh, album well, and I'll tell you mine, and I'm not just going to fake it. Do you want me to say first? Because I don't sure. care as much, and you're thinking Beyonce self titled. Oh, the yeah. one where you open the game the change CD, and she's holding her butt in a big corset. <laughs> Did you ever look at the. It was the one that was a surprise. 2013. One of the most notable surprise drops. Yeah. She in, like invented the game. Yeah. Was she the first one to ever do that? Change the name. A, she goes, change the game when that. Digital drop. Digital drop. I changed the world. World stop. <laughs> Right, I'll always remember it because it came out no, where you the night the drop. before my 25th birthday party. Whoa. December, I think, 13th, 2013. And I had taken the next day off work because I was having a birthday party that night and I needed to prepare. And so I could stay up late when it dropped at midnight and like watch everything. And yes. um, so I always remember where I was. That's awesome. I was, I, I remember where I was too. I was filming Nathan for you. 
and we were, it was a late, late night, and everyone found out that Beyonce had dropped an album, and people were like streaming it there, because they were just so excited Drive about it. roll up the partition, please. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Okay, so <laughs> that's my favorite. What was I yours? mean, that's really good. Um, that got a lot of play for me. Um, Mine, the song with Drake. Yeah. You remember that one? Oh, my, my. Just for the kingdom, love and away. <laughs> All that All I can think of is, is it, we should get married. We should, we should get, get married. married. What does how does Drake what does Drake say when he comes on? Get carried away. He goes he goes um what does Drake say? It's like all day and night I think of you, right? <laughs> yeah. Late at night I think of you. Um, that's yeah that was a she good song. um um she does a little quote of him on one of her new songs. Yeah, it's like hey, what, Drake. What is it? What has Drake ghost writes ghost writes and. Pr- gets ghost production on a lot of Beyonce songs. Cool. I, it doesn't bother me that she no, doesn't write her songs. No, me neither. Drake does it. Kanye does it. it. It's very, it's way more prevalent than you would ever imagine. Yeah. Ghost writing. Yeah. People um, just love to have like soul authorship, pretend that they're like this beautiful creative spark that can only, you know, originate solo music or whatever, but it's not true in a lot of cases. There's yeah. so many people helping out. I remember it was exciting on her last album. She credited um animal collective and it was for like something that she was definitely just covering her bases like yeah it was like she sampled them or whatever but i was like that's fun yeah that was fun <laughs> what was that for my girls that the song <sighs> what was it my brain is so rotten i don't yeah. know um but i'm not as good at as we learned with the top 10 housewives i'm not like a ranker i know like i don't like care that's to think. rank yeah that's how my brain um, my brain works in like list yeah um but like that was major like that was huge definitely like top but then like formation was such like the lemonade of it all was like so major was it it was self-titled in lemonade right yeah and then renaissance i don't think people put up renaissance as like her top number one no but it's like i have seen her the first tour I saw her on was the Miss Carter World Tour in like 2012. With Jay-Z? Um, no, that was oh. um, On the Run, oh. um, which was great. I went to that too. Um, but I kind of love, I feel like I got in, I mean, I've always been a fan, but I went to her tour pre, I feel like everything after self-titled is like everyone that, realized yes. like there was then, um, I feel like the Super Bowl on yeah. was when everyone recognized that right. she was She became like unique. a top five performer yeah. of all time. Um, but I saw her before that and there's some songs from like her album four yeah. that are so good. Um, and, um, What's the one after that? I'm so bad at it. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry. I, I just asked. love them all. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> but I, I, I'd seen her on tour like five times, and I was like pre-Renaissance. I was like, I think I'm good. Like I've seen her so many times. It's always awesome. Oh, but I right. probably don't need to spend like five hundred plus dollars anymore. Like I've seen it. I get it. Yeah. And then she does this whole fucking genre pivot fun thing that is so up my alley. Yes. That I'm like, well, never mind. Yeah. I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. That was smart of her. Like, it's like, if you want this era, 
you know, you ha- you have to see this. Like I'm, yeah, I'm doing like a totally whole stylistic different. direction. Even though change. at first I thought maybe that the tour was going to be like just the album and like just that vibe, mm-hmm. but it's encompasses all of her eras. A lot of big tours happening right now. Yeah. Beyonce, Drake, Taylor Swift. What do you think is going on? They all wanted money they're grab. All, yeah, they're all raking in because COVID <laughs> was was slow, and yeah. so these are the first big tours they can do. Taylor Swift, um, you're going to be able to watch the Eras tour at AMC. We're going to go. Yeah, Megan and I, because she she didn't get to go to the tour and she wanted to so bad. I mean, so we're going to why go. not? I'll literally go to the movies to see anything. Will so. you go with us? When are you going? Um, October. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll we'll talk. We'll about talk. It. Okay. So good to know that you. So I, you know, you like all of them. Four, self-titled, Lemonade, Renaissance. Yep. Okay. Um, what's the one? There's Dangerously in Love is her debut, right? I'm not sure. I didn't. My Beyonce fandom coincided with self-titled. I didn't listen to her before, except the songs where she was with Jay-Z. And yeah. And they were like, we're in love. Oh, yeah. I am Sasha Fierce. Oh, that was Remember interesting. That? that was kind of a. There's uh, some good jams on there, though. That's awesome. I'm gonna. I'll listen to Sasha. B day. Oh right. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. Okay, on yeah. her Coachella performance is the best thing I've ever seen. I I'm gonna watch that. You think it's on YouTube? It's on Netflix. The whole thing. Whoa! Oh, yeah. I think I watched that. It's sick. Okay. All right. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> so we are gonna talk about Roni first. Yes. This episode is episode seven. You wreath what you sow. You wreath what you wreathra. Urethra. Whoever's doing the titles, um, they're they're actually more creative than you'd think. Um, but I could not believe this is only the seventh episode. It feels like this season has been interminable for yeah. me. We are not even, we're like potentially a third of the way through. Well, no, there's not going to be 20. Well, yeah, 21. Maybe they'll make with, it a little shorter because of all the turmoil with losing a cast member. So that, yeah, they lost like three episodes. I mean, if this is 16 episodes, oh my God, but. Yeah, because Atlanta uh, was 16 episodes pre, well, I guess pre-reunion. Right. So So like, yeah, it's always between 16 and 20 and Salt Lake City, I was like stunned. Salt Lake City season two had 20 episodes. I was like, what the fuck? It's a lot. Yeah. So Roni, hopefully they'll put them out of their misery a little early half a year i know 52 weeks well they had i I think the jen shaw stuff generated so much good you know entertaining television that they was like let's give this the 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 longest run we can yeah like your wife megan showed us that you can write to jen shaw in prison yeah should we write her a note yes should we should we tell everybody (laughs) how you do this if you miss jen shaw so a lot of people, me included, think what Jen Shaw did was bad, right? <laughs> it was pretty bad. I consider it bad. It's worse to me than um, Erica Jane because oh. um, it's directly her fault oh, yeah. completely. Oh, Although far. we didn't talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But the Erica Jane LA Times article I need to read about the designer that's suing her. And there's a whole Amex scam. I, she's not. She's not. Uh, she's not committing credit card fraud (laughs) no but it sounds like um er, um her husband was and girardi yeah he was we know what he was totally but that's but that one feels more directly in 
under her purview where she knew probably that this designer she was working with was getting screwed out of $700,000. Wow. All right. Well, I have to read it, but it's the lawsuit includes her stylist, Mickey, that guy that's always with her. Oh, yeah. What? He's in it? He's like part of it because he was probably the one making the orders for her costumes. Oh, okay. And they spent like a million dollars with this designer, Marco Margo, which I know who that is like he does britney spears and like all these you know pop artists and then they called it fraud on amex and got a massive refund and so he just got bucked have you ever done that i mean i do it when it's justified Me too. like if someone says i know your order was horrible but i'm you know gonna make you pay for it or whatever you can just call fraud and sometimes amex is the best for that honestly they'll they'll do the customer service shit for you yeah um, if, if we found out that Erica had, I don't know, like not paid a designer, I, I, uh, are we like, I don't know, is are the hounds going to come for her again? I don't, it's not, I mean, yeah, I think it'll be hard to get the momentum to swing back, but I think it's harmful to her image in like the gay community because I think the gays and like the drag community know that designer. So if he's literally seeking, he's seeking $18 million. 18 million. Yeah. Because he almost went to jail for it. Why? Because he was like accused of like defrauding almost a million dollars from a credit card. Okay. All right. I, I kind of like, I kind of like that kind of crime. Like, it's kind of like, like Robin Hood. Dollars and cents. Robin Hood. But it's in the wrong order. She's stealing from the poor. The little guy. And giving to the rich. Yeah. Uh, Tom Girardi, he did his services. The designer provided a million dollars of costumes. And they, For what? Like one of like her tour and shit. Okay. Like, and she, over years. And then they couldn't afford it. So Tom Girardi paid um, a private security to like strong arm oh. uh, to have Amex um, oh. refund 700000 of the 900000 saying that those services were not provided and got like a massive refund. Okay. And meanwhile, obviously on the other end, the guy gets in trouble if he's being accused of that level of fraudulent charges. So what was the $18 million? Um, that's what he's suing for, for like damages. Could you imagine though, when you get that Amex bill back and it, you get that plus 700,000 on the account? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Girardi was stoked cause he's like, I'm fucked. I don't have any money left. People think Tom Girardi is faking dementia. <laughs> Do you see his jacket when he was walking into yeah. court? It's like 10 sizes too big. I mean, they, I'm sorry for people who still want to hate Erica, uh, Jane, but Tom Girardi is unfortunately suffering from Alzheimer's. I'll yeah. officially declare it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you believe it. You don't? You thought I'm that just, was an act? I'm just saying like, it's a classic Harvey move. The Golden State Killer. They all pull this shit. He's 85. Durst. They're all, he's 85. <laughs> Tom Girardi. Yeah, and but didn't you, did you watch that Golden State Killer documentary? The he guy claimed he had Alzheimer's? He was like bumbling into the court with like a wheelchair and he looked like he was like mouth breathing and like so sick and then you pull the footage of him in his cell and he's doing fucking pull-ups and shit willy wonka <laughs> yes he did it 
Willy Wonka. In he the was like room. doing like push ups and like rearranging his room and like voguing. <laughs> so you're saying Tom Girardi saying potentially is doing a jumping classic jacks. Classic tactic. So Tom Girardi is potentially doing backflips and pull ups <laughs> on a pull up bar, and he's secretly buff as hell. He's waiting. doing Darren's dance grooves. No, I'm officially stating, and I don't care who it offends, Tom Girardi is suffering from Alzheimer's I mean, I do believe that there was maybe a long-standing issue that I think he knew what he was doing, but I think maybe his decline led to further bad decisions because he didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I don't know. Yeah. Tom, I'm just, was it Tom Crash's car? Tom it Crash's was, car. It was in Pasadena. <laughs> it was snowing. My son had to come, and then he flipped his car down the ravine, and it was like, yeah, that was a wild The story. original, I can't believe. I can't believe. But Jen Shaw, I would have to say, I think she perpetuated the worst crime in Bravo history. It's really bad. Worse I mean, than, she's fired forever, right? I think in five years, if Salt Lake City <laughs> is still going on, and she pays her debt to society... I don't think Bravo's saying no to Jen Shaw right. coming back. I just think Andy like hates her now because she lied to him. She lied to everyone. Yeah. She also, the worst thing Jen Shaw did, would, um, in addition to defrauding vulnerable elderly people, is that she tried to put the blame on that Stuart Smith assistant <laughs> yeah. that she had been feeding a banana to just days before. She loved this guy. This guy was like her loyal loyal assistant and the minute these charges came down she goes i don't know what the hell that guy was doing has anybody heard from him i think he might have been doing some weird stuff that i had nothing to do with i was like damn that was your loyal assistant she tried to throw him under the goddamn bus yeah and then she took all her mom's money retirement awful so jennifer shaw you have to put her prison number 373-57-509 brian federal prison camp p.o box 2149 Brian Texas, sorry, Brian Texas seven seven eight zero four. As much as she appreciates fan packages, please do not send them to the prison camp. Only written letters are permitted. Should we send her do one you- of the cards from Hello Harlot that we got? Maybe yes. the poo poo head one. Yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's probably the best one. Or or was there an I'm sorry one? Let's see. There's eat a dick. That's maybe a little aggressive. I just. <laughs> No matter what she did. Can you I'm believe not... 25000 um, That one's good. You just stole cause... my goddamn heart. That's nice. Um, and it also has theft in it. So yeah. she could read it as... You stole... And also, it's like, it's like we were such good... We were such Jen Shaw fans, and she betrayed us as fans. I like you stole my heart. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Any others? And then, what was the other James Kennedy? There's Poo Poo Head, and then there's, um, there's one other... Um, um, it's not about the maybe I, not about the pasta yeah dear Jen dearest Jen my name is Riley Hamilton and I co-host a podcast with my friend Amy I unfortunately just found out what you did while watching season Solid two Amy had like, ar- I was behind <laughs> Amy had already seen it exclamation point what happened here question mark can you please tell me in your own words what you did wrong love Riley and Amy? <laughs> Can we say, it turns out you were guilty of more than just being shamazing. That's good. <laughs> Lead with, a, it's like a compliment sandwich. <laughs> Dearest Jen Shaw. I'm Our so regards s- to Coach Shaw. That's the final line. So it's two <laughs> nice things. Okay, well, whatever. We'll workshop this, but that's a really good letter. And I still, I want to know from her mouth, because she pleaded guilty. I found that out. Yeah. She knows what she did. 
So yeah. anyway, uh, anyway, that's a letter. We'll I wonder if her often. she had to face the same judge. I haven't looked into this as Trump. Who? Who? Wait, which one? Uh, oh, in the, in the, oh, in New in uh, New York, New York Letitia it's federal James? isn't wasn't that New York, or was that she, the um, Atlanta? Do you think she presided over that case? I too? would love to see that. That's that's wild. a documentary. There is one too. There is there is a Hulu um, Hustler and the Housewife type one. Okay. There's a Jin Shaw one. All right, we should watch it. We definitely should. Um, okay, well we keep getting sidetracked. There's so much going on, but we basically would rather talk about anything but Roni. <laughs> it's it's honestly like. Yeah. We're like, um, did you hear? Um, Jin <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shaw went to prison. It's like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, this week on Roni, and I'm like, Jax was at <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roni. Please, like I said, tell me if you found joy. Tell me the three reasons why. Okay, it starts out, and it's Jenna Lyons doing a casting session for eyelashes. her eyelashes. Uh, it lasts for 10 minutes too long. Yeah. It lasts way too long. And it is her trying to find a good crop of models to advertise her eyelashes. <laughs> right? Should I buy some? Yeah. She said I'm, they have them at Target. Well, yeah. I, she got me. You know, obviously I'm going to buy those eyelashes. But <laughs> I just thought we spent too long. I know Jenna Lyons is charming. Yeah. Like... Uh, whatever awkward charming whatever yeah but this i was just like okay all right yeah, it was boring that it wasn't it was the eyelashes if it was a fashion shoot it would have been more fun there would have been more to look at but there wasn't really anything to look at um she did reveal that her real name is judith yes. and that her brother called her jenna jenna genitalia okay two questions about that <laughs> do you think she's sort of overshared with that person <laughs> at the casting session that was like it was kind slightly of unnecessary and then, second question: Why did her brother call her that? Right, because her name was Judith. So, where did the Jenna for the genitalia come it's from? It's almost something I don't want to speculate too much on. <laughs> also, I hope that all of those people that went to that audition were paid because she made them all put on the eyelashes <laughs> and take photos, and presumably only five of them or ten of them will get the job. But she right. was looks like she was auditioning. 50 people yeah. so that was a pretty involved audition so i hope they all got paid yeah and it didn't seem like sai was very helpful sai wasn't at all she interrupts when she when jenna was talking to someone being like hey i'm here and then yeah she really doesn't do anything except learn that genitalia <laughs> nickname story yeah which wasn't that great of a you know of tea but no. um and then it goes to Aaron and Abe recapping their anniversary party, and Aaron decides to make this a whole plot line. Yes, and this is this is my biggest gripe with this episode. Aaron has now uh, flopped completely in my estimation. She's no longer endearing to watch. She knows that the context in which Bryn was flirting with Abe. That is the only thing we know now about Bryn is that she likes to flirt with uh, anything, yeah. a piece of food in front of I her. I mean, she, this episode literally started with her working out and making sex sounds doing kettlebell swings. Did you think that that, like, did, was that, do you think that was the right thing to do in a, with, a, with a bunch of people around is to pretend like you're having no, sex? she with... should get banned from the gym. <laughs> I mean, I just like. <laughs> if I a kn- man did that. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna refrain from doing the noise, but yeah, I just was like, God damn, anything, 
anything can be this could be sexual humor yeah. it was not enough the piggies in the blanket i like wieners in my I mouth know. now I'm like, it's like we have enough options we don't need any more like sound pulls of you saying horny stuff yeah, like we like, get it's it it's like it's more it's nice to us sporadic keep it a surprise i want yeah. that flirting humor to come out and then i'm such a you know i'm i'm such a hypocrite because i would like sonia to do this all the time but i think even sonia <laughs> keeps it in check she knows yeah. when to not be so flirty and it's i don't know this it's yeah. just different with bryn and um yeah. that was um, rough and then aaron like you said aaron aaron they're talking about the party they they go it was so great you know one of the best parties that new york <laughs> has ever thrown and then aaron and then Aaron goes, except for my, my group of friends who I'm really mad at because they were talking. And Abe goes, that was who was talking? And then they show the scene and every single person was talking. Yeah. They're the only pers- people getting um, shit yeah. for this. Every person was talking. And then Abe, I think kind of innocently, but also knows he wants to be a little stinker, says that Bryn, it was devoid of any context, <laughs> told him that he should get divorced and marry her and all this yeah. shit. And Aaron, you can watch the wheels turn in her head. She's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to make She's a like, fucking meal out of this. That's disgusting. She's like, our kids were right there. It's horrendous. It's awful. The worst thing, I'm sick to my stomach. She's like, she yeah, goes. Yeah, it makes me sick. It makes me sick. She's like, I am running with this thing. And, I, and it's just, you, nothing has ever been more inauthentic. Nothing has yeah. ever been mining for conflict than this one scene. If if you wanted to show Andy and say, Andy, I have the case for why Roni is bad, <laughs> you would just say this right here. Bryn, Bryn, I, we want her to stop flirting so much in every scene, but you know that about her. You know, any time she would do that, it's just, that's that's like breathing to her. Yeah. So I it, know. If anything, I would have, it comes up again later, but the sunglasses would have annoyed me more. Yeah. Because that's, I'm like, that is where you're like, who do you think you are? Like, yeah. get out of here. And she she tried to um, she tried to wrap it all up in a justification for getting mad at all of them. She was almost pulling for all of the things, sigh leaving, whatever, like to be mad at. But yeah. then Bryn, she was like, oh, I can have the most justifiable fury about this. So that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Even though she was more mad at Psy when Psy left. Also, do you think that, so how many people were at that party? Like many hundreds. Yeah. I am so bad at guessing. They numbers, all but. said goodbye. <laughs> no, I, I, I asked that too. I said the same thing. It's no one. Can you kind not, of don't want to do that because you bye. don't want them to start thinking things are like winding down. You kind of just want to sneak out. Hey, just wanted to say bye, Aaron. Bye, Aaron. Bye. Look, no, that's not how a party works. So 75% leave without you knowing that they left. Yeah. If it was like super intimate, of course you would say no. that you were leaving, no. but at something of that scale. No. You don't announce that you're leaving. No. So Aaron then is like she has just the thought the thought bubble above her head the entire episode. I can't wait to dish <laughs> out this fury at. And it really, I mean, I, not to get ahead, but it really fizzles. I mean, really, these it's are, a flop. Really, these are the only two scenes to talk about. Yeah. I mean, if we um, like the, the the whole episode is centered around this wreath event. Yes. There's little bits. I did want to talk about, unless you have something in the meantime, I did want to talk about Bren's sort of odd. <laughs> I'll say... I was kind of into this. You mean the car yeah. se- setting? <laughs> Gideon? Huh? Gideon? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What was... What's going on here? <laughs> He's browsing half a million dollar cars with a salesman who looks exactly like Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah, Ian McKellen, and then he sort of has a Hugh Grantish quality. Totally. So it was sort of like I felt like we got into like 
a, a scene from a rom-com all of a sudden yeah the setting the old <laughs> man who's who's <laughs> providing classic cars they sit in a car while they're talking and then you hear she about arrives this- in a very you know uh meet not meet cute but like she comes in and she's like don't talk to him i'm the one that knows all about cars and he goes oh she's trouble and the old british man is like she looks it she looks it darling now i'll leave do you, you think t- they know ken and lisa <laughs> who the both of them gideon and the classic Brits. car man for sure they do. They're part of the Bravo British society. There used to be a car place like that really close to Pump and Sir. Oh, I, I like, kind of remember that. Um, it's not there anymore, but I loved looking at those beautiful cars. Yeah, I was just going to say I get I derive no enjoyment from cars. I don't in general, but like beautiful old cars are much more interesting to me than oh, like me too. modern cars. Me too. Like they're all like they're like metal like like they're like nicely designed and like heavy and like yeah i do like when you watch an old movie like a 70s movie and they're like driving big giant boxy convertibles yeah but this just this scene kind of (laughs) bryn to me i don't she's very mysterious and i like this chess championship (laughs) and we don't know where she lives we don't know what she does and then she's got this guy named gideon she's apparently they met on tinder she almost has a rom-com like written backstory and it's just like a movie where you don't know anything about them except this one thing right and it is interesting i feel like it's very old school she says she's been um proposed to or engaged many times i almost don't believe it she says three times three times well this guy said you know, he still has the ring. He seems very much like he would, at least the way they showed it, marry her I think, still at any time. I think this guy was an actor. A <laughs> paid actor? They had a. They had some <laughs> odd... They, he had they did some, have some photos. You think those were photo shoot? They had one where she would... They were eating like she was, watermelon? And then there was one where she had chips on her head. And he said, <laughs> Girl, look at Bray. She's so crazy. <laughs> I'm dating one of the craziest girls in the world, he said. No, I just thought this... Something about this scene felt off to me like it was like so staged and i know that bryn needs peripheral people to justify who she is that are not the cast so she looks like she pulled deep from the bench or the well (laughs) and tried to justify why she was filming with gideon yeah and yeah it just felt weird to me and 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 yeah i don't know i i just it felt off and i i we don't really know anything about Bran. Right. Still. What does she do? I know. We're like halfway in. What does she do? I don't know. I mean, Have I know they she's said? a chess champion and she's been proposed to three times. Yeah. But they say that, like, I, I read something that says that we don't know where she lives because her apartment wouldn't let her film there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that wouldn't really stop Bravo. They would still show her, like, coming out of well, her they place. Let, uh Architectural Digest go in there. Right. So... Or she could film scenes like in her apartment, like that's fully right. her. So I, something about I don't know. Hmm. There's something fishy there. TBD. Yeah. So um, you like this scene though? I mean, I thought it was a little bit. It was kind of fun and funky. Like I was like, huh? Definitely funky and definitely my huh radar went off. <laughs> I, did, what did you think when she said that Gideon? She was on a date or she was dating someone else, and then she went somewhere like somewhere in New York, and then all of a sudden she heard a beautiful rendition of <laughs> "If I Could Walk." 500 miles i want to ask you what would a beautiful rendition of if i could walk 500 i'm just hearing sandoval sing it yeah me too (laughs) if i could walk i just couldn't think of a beautiful rendition of that song it's so characteristic of it has has very propulsive energy and 
So I was trying to think of a string version of that. I mean, maybe we should pull one up because it would be. 500 miles. And she was like, wait, (laughs) something's going on. That's Gideon's favorite song. And oh my God, there's Gideon. And he's having, he has watermelon in his mouth to recreate their, their iconic photo. I mean, that ring was crazy that she showed. Yeah, it all felt to me like a, like a thrown away scene from a, a rom com. Yeah, and I and Bren already gives me some inauthentic artificial vibes, and I was like, this did not help her case, in my opinion. All right, more to come. Yeah. hopefully. Um, Jessel and her mom go to lunch. I thought this was actually pretty good. Yeah, Jessel is bringing it. Um, Jessel is probably the most engaging. You know. I, I think I would even, I mean, Jenna is naturally entertaining because Jenna has a, an interesting life that you want to see more of the yeah. glimpses you get, but Jessel's kind of bringing it in terms of what she's providing. Yeah. She definitely show. has the most going on or is being like the most open book, I guess. Yeah. And this was sad because she didn't really justify why she kept her mom in the dark throughout the IVF process. And I was very surprised that she didn't let her mom into right. it. Cause it sounds like, seems like her mom's very supportive and sweet to her and they have a strong bond i thought it was interesting that her mom agreed she goes what would have happened if i would have yeah. like made it public yeah that we were doing ivf and the moms immediately said it would have been gossip like everyone and i'm like what is this toxic community <laughs> that like the, everyone would just be like oh my god did you hear that she needed ivf to have yeah. children or whatever but i yeah i did think it was touching how sad the mom was to learn that she wasn't a part of that yeah feel though that there was a way that Jessel could have told her mom who she knows who loves her and would have been there for her and it not get out yeah I just I didn't really think that Jessel keeping her mom in the dark was justifiable especially seeing how sad the mom's reaction was yeah but that's that's not a complaint against Jessel that's something interesting to watch yeah like I'd like to know more of why Jessel yeah, she's like, like I would have been on the next flight yeah um, also, I love that the mom ordered a spicy margarita. I know. I was like, Hell yeah. I know. And she was like, it's barely noon. I was, I was like, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Um, I also, she made an offhand comment that the grandpa, her dad, had dropped her baby like on his head multiple times. Yeah. And then they both said he's a shithead. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? Yeah. I, I liked that. Um, I think I think that was probably the most like interesting scene of this whole, yeah. like it's not fake drama yeah. that they're trying well, to she provide. also her mom kind of shaded her because she was like i want baby number three and she was like you can't even manage the two right and i was like ouch yeah damn <laughs> and just didn't really yeah she wasn't that bent out of shape over that it just and sounds it, like that it is interesting that the way she's framing wanting a third child is that she says that she wants a third child or that she is ready for the next chapter and i'm like well, you are married, so... Yeah. And Pavitz, <laughs> clearly, he says, my favorite number is number two. He goes, I like having just two kids. I, um, But I, I, I think it's sincere that Jessel wants a third, and she always did. And yeah. I kind of like seeing Pavitz's real reaction to that, the mom's reaction. It's like she's giving us something. Yeah. Um, even though... Uh, We'll see if baby number three is raised in Dallas, Texas, or uh, New York City. Right, because I don't think we talked about it, but but it looks like um, she could have been potentially on the back burner for like another franchise. Yeah, like she was always like a considered cast member before Dallas got canceled. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, and so then when New York came, they're like, we've got this amazing person, which it's still de- debatable whether Jessel is like worth <laughs> bringing on to Roni. I do like her, and yeah. she's by far. You know, or not by far, but she's one of the most engaging people. But they they might have potentially just said, "Hey, if you moved to New York, you can be on Roni." Right, 
Which seems, I mean, that's a lot of work. What? To move to New York to be on a Housewives franchise. But I guess if that's what you want, it's worth it. They, they, um, that's what Pringle did. Why does that name make me laugh so much? Because it's really funny. And he John kinda just, Pringle. John Pringle. He I think someone told him, Hey, if you move from San Diego and, and uh you know, you have an organic friendship with Shep and Craig or whatever. I, I don't know if he had a friendship with Craig or whatever, but he's like, You can be on the show. His we need phone more. rang and it was like Paparu And it's Patricia. <laughs> Hello. They were like, Do you have money? Are you in magazines? Yes. No, it's like Mission Impossible. Do you have... You, if you do, choose to accept this mission, <laughs> any honeybee. Do you have money? The answer is yes. Are you in magazines? Yes. What's the next slide? Do you have more honey than any honeybee? Yes. Okay, that's. I, I think that's exactly... I think you're right. Do you think it would be Patricia on the other line or producer from mm. Southern Charm? I think or Whitney, he's a producer and he's on the show. Yeah, maybe Whitney and Patricia are sitting on speaker drinking martinis. Pringle, are you sitting down? <laughs> and he's like, yes. <laughs> right? Are you, this mission be, what is it? Should you choose to accept it? This mission, if you choose to accept it, will, first you tell us, do you accept it? And then this message will go poof into dust once it's over. Self-destruct. Yeah. Should you choose to accept this mission, say yes now, and then within 10 seconds, this message will self-destruct. So you think that's the Bapadoo call. Yeah. <laughs> the Bapadoo phone call. There's a, a green rotary phone that rings. It just appears in your house. Oh, so it's so it's like, sorry, but it's, so it's like a delivery person comes to the door you open a package it's a green rotary phone it says plug me in you have to plug in to wherever you a have classic a classic phone jack you have to plug it into a phone jack pringles going where, where the hell is the phone jack in my goddamn apartment and then it immediately starts ringing you hear that beautiful what Paparu. yes and then they said would you choose to be a cast member on southern charm please accept this mission and then this phone will self-destruct in 15 seconds yes all right so then after the um, that kind of poignant scene between Jessel and her mother, we get to a horrible event. <laughs> uh, one of the worst justifications for an event. Well, I mean, Orange County also had a horrible event yeah. this week, but this was just this was just like someone Wait, who would even want to do producer this. Producer was like, uh, "It's coming up to be Christmas. What do people do at Christmas?" I don't know, make a wreath. And it wasn't like Bryn-like at all. No. It was her event, but it was so like stuffy and, and boring. And it didn't seem like she had any control over anything. It was like they just went to a store or that does this, and Bryn said, well, you guys have food. I don't know what they want to eat. Just make food. It was really weird. It was It was. I was awful. like, where are you? What is happening? And then... It would have been fun if it were at her apartment, maybe. Right. Anything would have been better than this. I would have rather <laughs> seen them go to a coffee shop and have this conversation. Anything would have been better than the, than this weak justification to get them all together. Yeah. They, uh, they all come in one by one. <laughs> Cy instantly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm shocked by this. Cy instantly says, what's the food situation? Is there oatmeal? Hey, you know, when you go to a wreath making place <laughs> and there's oatmeal around, that's definitely gotta be the situation here. Right. Like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, what the hell is this brown avocado? And then she goes, not a lot of healthy options I see. They show the avocado 
multiple times. It is not <laughs> like, browning. It is perfectly green. It looks kind of gross. Well, whatever, because there was fried food on it or whatever. But there was a lot of diverse options here. Yeah, but it if looked you, like an afterthought or it was like no one was eating it. So it was just sitting there and like it became more gross as time went on. But it was weird that she immediately thought it was disgusting um, and that she expected oatmeal. I've never been anywhere in my life where there was oatmeal. No like, one has and no hell? one ever will in the future. That's never happened before. No one has ever gone into a place except an oatmeal store. Like, does the Wynn Buffet even have oatmeal? No. Like, who would want that? She's the first person ever in the world to walk into a place that was not a grocery store and say, can I have oatmeal? What if she had little Bryn had prepared and she had little Quaker oat packets and was like, ha I do have oatmeal, bitch. Yeah. No, she, yeah. So I tried to uh, catch her off her guard and order the one thing that no one would ever have. And then Bryn was like, I finally have the thing that you actually want. She's like, do you want berries on that? Is there, <laughs> is there any world where Cy could come to an event Fed. having having had, shown up, having, being full? Yeah. Is it like she literally cannot feed herself? So... She needs there to be food wherever she goes so that she can eat for the first time that day. She's on the Hobbit eating schedule. I know you're not familiar, <laughs> but they have breakfast, second breakfast, mid-dinner. Did you go to Denny's for the Hobbit menu? When did that happen? <laughs> Whenever the Hobbit came out, they had Radagast red velvet pancake puppies. Radagast, <laughs> which is the beautiful nature wizard. Did you get those pancakes? <laughs> no, I think they also had something that was just like, hobbit breakfast and it was just like a grand slam probably second breakfast hobbit second breakfast <laughs> anyway i i love that and i did not know denny's had themed hobbit breakfast i want to see photos yeah, of we'll that Google it. immediately but one thing i do think that could help sigh i know it's too late this season but sigh if you're going to go to an event <laughs> eat something you like before no matter when in the day it is yeah if it's some oatmeal that will stick to the ribs. Let's say if it's, yeah, let it stick to your ribs. Let's say it's a, an event at 11 a.m. Eat around 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., right? <laughs> I think that if she did that, she would still show up at 11 and be like, I'm starving. I know she'd be hungry she still. She has like a blood sugar issue. Well, Erin said she's got a gigantic a worm. worm in her stomach. It's eating all of her food instead of her stomach getting it. She was like, you need to get that checked out. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, if if Sai happens to get hungry one hour after eating at an event, there are <laughs> bars or certain things you could bring handheld that you can go into a bathroom and just eat them. Yeah. I just think that at this point, she thinks it's fun and yeah. endearing to be hungry as hell. I guess. It's That's just like, like a skinny privilege because uh, as someone with some meat on my bones, I'd be like... <laughs> ashamed to always be like where's the food <laughs> like i would eat before because i'd be like come having had yeah like that's what i do when i go out to somewhere um i think the scandal night i was like i don't know if we're gonna eat at tom tom or just get drinks so i got del taco on the way right so that i didn't have to worry about it i am not food oriented when I go to any event, yeah. I don't expect anyone to have food for me, but I know certain people that if they show up around 7 p.m. to an event, they're like, what's the dinner situation? Yeah. But I always will prepare my stomach, yeah. stick stuff to my <laughs> ribs beforehand. So I think that this this side thing, like Bryn's flirting, it has to end. It's, it's too much. 
it's it's over. The oatmeal really threw me over the edge. I yeah. was like, that is actually honestly borderline respect because that's the most insane thing you could expect. But like, uh, yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> so was that also to imply that it was breakfast time? So that wreath making was at in the morning. <laughs> that event, I, they they didn't want to even but show. But they us were the time drinking. Of- I don't know. I, I, what the, yeah, I, I don't know what the hell. And then Jenna arrives, and Jenna came bearing <laughs> gifts. It was giving Bethany's Scary Island skinny girl bags. Okay, so you agree with the <laughs> assumption that the cast it's members made? It's kind of weird. That, it's too much. I thought it was sweet. I mean, I'll take it. Like, give me the free shit, but it's kind of weird to, like, roll up with that many boxes. I, but I thought it was like, this is my our cast Christmas at this wreath event. I'm not going to see you before the 25th. So sure. I'm but don't give... you think it's weird that they're all partnerships? Well, no. One was a necklace and one was like, what? Yeah. And it was baby wipes. Jenna Lyons Major- X Missouri. Yeah. Missouri have... makes my Fitbit band. Really? Let me see that. I, I like Missouri. You do? I've ordered stuff from there. Yeah. For yourself? Megan. No, for oh. Megan. <laughs> I, think my, I think my wedding ring is Missouri. Huh. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like gold. gold. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, okay, so I saw this in a sympathetic light, but I I guess, I, I just thought it was mean. I thought it yeah. was mean that Bryn decides, like, <laughs> oh, all these sponsored gifts, and then they're all like, they, she wants me to post about this. Like, yeah. You think Jenna Lyons needs you, Bryn, to post on Instagram before this season even comes out that you got a bunch of gifts from her? Yeah. What was, what was their Instagram accounts before Roni <laughs> came out? I didn't really get what she was saying. She says... I don't think Jenna has an expectation that will post, but I do think she has an assumption. I was like, what does that mean? This this is just, it is more in line with the fact that they think complaining is entertaining. Yeah. Someone told them, someone, or they heard from somewhere, or they distilled franchises down and they took away that all of housewives is about complaining yeah which is not my that's not what i believe yeah i don't ever remember a time where i noticed it's like a shallow understanding yeah it's like the series um right is it it's like i think so because i think people that like aren't super mega into housewives take that as a confirmation that it's following the same patterns but it's like that can't be the only thing yeah, and also, like, yeah, I guess, like, Ramona and Luann, they do complain. I yeah. I think we've talked about this before, but it's, like, it's so justifiable, and they do it more, and they have more to offer apart from just complaining that you're, like, I like when I like seeing when they complain about something because you know they're going to get mad about that. Yeah. And this is just, like, they complain about everything, even gifts. Yeah. Warrant complaint. I know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I still don't quite understand Jenna. Me neither. So... That's why I'm like, I didn't think it was like bad or like tacky. I just was like, what's her angle? Like, not that she was being manipulative or something, but I'm just like, she doesn't really say anything. I think Jenna does not know in and out what this franchise are like. I think she passively watched them. And I like that she doesn't know what show she's in. So when she shows up to a bunch with a bunch of gifts she doesn't get that that's kind of odd for the franchise she's sort of like remember when kim fields came on uh, atlanta that was awful she was awful (laughs) and she didn't fit in and it's the only time andy has ever asked a question at the reunion where he goes does anybody think that kim fields might have not fit in on this season and every single person raised their hand she's like if we're gonna do our worst housewives list she's on it she's the worst but 
the only reason I'm comparing is because she also didn't wasn't familiar and didn't know what the show was so she's so adrift kim feels remember she would just like get upset and cry every time there was drama because she was like this is toxic and i'm like (laughs) welcome bitch like what are you talking about right but but the fish out of water not knowing i give jenna credit that she's just not as rehearsed in the sure i just wish that there was a little more juice there like i am someone that was preloaded to be very interested in her and I'm kind of like running out of interest. Me too. And I'm a little worried that when we start to get more of Jenna, I, I'm honestly a little <laughs> There's not going to be there there. Or that there's going to be stuff that we don't like there. Like I mean, what? I, I've, well, I, I've heard that she's a horrible human being to her staff. Okay. Like a devil's wares product. I could see it. Awful person. And if that's the case, she's doing Bethany, a very... Bethany, time to uncover that. If Bethany... <laughs> that like, she could be part of the reckoning. What Jenna Lyons? Jenna Lyons. What like like proclaiming Jenna Lyons as a as a toxic secret figure. toxic horrible boss? I don't know. But if <laughs> if Jenna is that, then she's doing a very good job hiding it. So mm-hmm. far, I haven't seen any horrible. Mean... Yeah, she's made herself seem very sweet. Yeah, and kind of like fish out of water. Like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. What? So anyway, that. But I just thought it was just indicative of the new Roni that like, they yeah. found that to complain about. Even like, um, there was a moment at the casting or whatever where Cy brings up Jenna's breakup and she completely shuts down because she's about to cry. Yeah, and I'm like, we can't even talk about this. I know. Like there was nothing. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Yeah, and then um, and then Jenna. Oh, and then Cy, I thought it was kind of weird. Cy tells everyone the genitalia story while Jenna is just sitting right there. And it's like a long story. She seemed story. offended. Yeah. It was, it's kind of a long story, like a 30 second. It was boring. It was boring to hear Cy just repeat what we had just heard 30 minutes later in full detail. And then have Jenna just sit there and have this person speak for And she her. was clearly like, thanks for telling them that, even though it's not that revealing of a secret. Right. It's not- but then she revealed not only is her first name Judith, her middle name is Agar. Judith Agar Lyons? Yes. And then she dropped the Agar when she got married. Yeah. And I forget became Jenna her... Lyons, whatever her, the yeah. guy's last name was. Then he, that cut, got cut off. And then now she lost the Agar. And... So now she's just Jenna Lyons. But they were saying for monograms, she should be JFL, like Jenna fucking Lyons. I thought on a scale of entertaining <laughs> factoids about Jenna, that was a one out of ten. Yeah. They... <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> then... Aaron comes in. And Pissed Aaron, from the start. Aaron has the hardest time keeping her the, what she wants to do in her head because it's hard to act your ass off and pretend <laughs> like you're mad about something that you're not. So Aaron comes in and she's like, I'm going to act like I'm mad at everyone and, <laughs> and that uh, I am in a, such a bad mood. And they can all read it. They're like, oh, man, she's coming in hot, like as, you know, grouchy yeah. or whatever. And then she figures out within one second when she sits down at the table how to how to string in her beef. It was yeah. very inorganic, her segue. She's like talking down. about um, going to the Dominican Republic with her whole family. And then I think she's talking about her cousins or something like that. Oh, And she goes, you- Sai, if you would have stuck around, you could have, you know, heard my cousin's speeches and met all of them. And Sai's like, I couldn't hear a damn thing yeah. <laughs> at that goddamn party. Uh, I thought that was great of Sai. I like that she said that. And I also like that she said, I don't care that I left early. Yeah, she was like, I don't care. I was hungry. There was no food. And she was like, there was tons of food. She was like, I don't eat pigs in a blanket. Okay. Yeah. So I don't really care. And Aaron was like, you have bad manners. Yes. You have terrible manners. 
Um, and then, um, yeah, she was like, I literally don't care, which yeah. was kind of fun. And one, one thing is that I like that Aaron thought that it was a good idea to bring up that there were more speeches i know like (laughs) you're trying to convince Sai that she should have stayed and you said there's more than the five speakers that happened i'd be like thank fucking god i left yeah for sure and then aaron also says right before she storms up to the party she's like i'm gonna ruin this wreath making party like bryn ruined my party it's like you it was not ruined you said you loved your party and that you had so much fun to call it ruined is yeah ridiculous ridiculous she goes uh because she says uh a disingenuous I'm sorry or thank you to uh-huh. uh, Sai and then Bryn goes oh she gets a thank you and she's like don't even get me started on your ass she's like what you did was horrendous horrendous um, and yeah and then Bryn is like well you should tell Abe to stop laughing at my jokes then because he was loving it yeah <laughs> And then Aaron says, well, it's so inappropriate. I, w- you know, I was disgusted. You never talk about divorce. And then Jessel says, she never said the word divorce. And then you, they show all the <laughs> time the she clip. did say it. But yeah, roll the clip. Uh, and Bryn goes, even if I did say divorce, I was just being funny. I was, I was doing just being a myself. bit. And everyone knows it. And they're, even Jenna. Jenna is like the voice of reason whenever they show her confessional. And she's like, I think Aaron overreacted. She always says yeah. like. And Sai is like, no offense, but like, she doesn't want your husband. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's basically like, there are plenty of people that probably would try and steal your husband. That's not what's happening here. Like, it's just like clearly not what happened. Yeah, like no, it's just and, and Aaron knows this. I mean, totally. you could you could make the rationale if someone loved this episode and thought, oh, it's so justifiable that Aaron did this. But we know in our hearts that Aaron is clawing for entertainment, and this is what <laughs> yeah. she thought would do it. Then Bren, which I thought was kind of you know silly she says right to her face your party was boring yeah which is very she's like i'm sorry the party was fucking boring which is very mean totally and but i think if aaron's gonna be all you know up in arms about yeah. what you did why not just throw i could back use at more her. of that from bryn like it she feels like she has that thing of like she had a hard upbringing so she has to be tough and like if anyone attacks her she probably goes for the jugular which hasn't really happened yet but i feel like she has it in her to be more of a um like i don't know like triggered hurt person when she's under attack yeah. and i think there could be more fun to be had there yeah for the viewer yeah for sure um, i mean her sigh saying i don't care and bryn saying your party was boring was the best part of this yeah episode and then, I, they just fully drop what she's trying to spin right. up. And then Aaron's like, you guys all suck. Bye. And, and then leaving. she leaves. And then you can tell she doesn't want to leave because she <laughs> makes... Milling a- around outside. Yes. She makes a big deal of it. She calls her sister outside. She knows... Like, her she's sister not- wants an apple so bad. Oh, my God. She yes. was like, oh, my God. Bryn is such a bitch. Like... Which... And she's like, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, just tries to reinforce Aaron's behavior. Aaron is... Yeah, lingering around like she didn't really want to leave waiting for someone to hold her back and they're they just yeah uh, Sai goes let her leave she's she woke up grouchy this morning let her leave which is funny (laughs) to call it grouchy because it was just a put on that Aaron had yeah you know she came up wanting to do that she didn't show up in a bad mood she grinch ass yes and then uh anything else before the uba facetime i just wanted to (laughs) no uba then they get they go we miss uba which i'm like yeah where the fuck has How, Uba been? she's had covid for like a year and there's been so many there's been so many lapses bren was gone the first two episodes now mm-hmm. uba's gone like there's a lot of 
Also, when they showed Uba still sick in her apartment, there was a cameraman in her apartment. And I was like, did they like throw a cameraman into like a COVID quarantine Right, because they they show a little glimpse of Uba. She drops something on the ground and eats it or whatever. And it was like like, a real camera. Like it was... So why did they show Uba? I, I, I don't know. But then they go, Uba. I was like, okay, maybe Uba will do something fun. And Uba goes... What's the food situation there? Uh, 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 like, of all things. And then they're basically just like, shut up. There's a lot of food. And they go, and then Brenda's. Then in her confessional, she goes, I saw the food and I was glad I wasn't there. Oh my God. Who told them at some point in production to please stop talking about food? They should have told them the first, after the cheese incident, they should have oh said, God. guys, I'm sorry. The food stuff it's is so not boring. working. And then they just set Uba down on the counter and uba goes avocado <laughs> smoked salmon smoked salmon and it's, they just like cut to black it's, it was like <laughs> it was rough hopefully the cast trip will save us <laughs> I, I don't i don't i can't I, I really can't imagine at this point them learning the ropes on the go because yeah. they are in such a deficit of what makes something entertaining they yeah. they this the Group chemistry is very bad. Yeah. And what they th- what they think they're giving, all of them have the idea of what they're giving, and it's just not giving it. You yeah. know, the flirty vibe, size, hunger level, Aaron making a mountain out of a molehill, all of them are trying so yeah. hard, and nothing is, is hitting. What do you think the reunion's going to be like? Andy going, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry, everyone. I made a horrible call. I was... I was on acid the morning that I <laughs> that I thought this up from a, a Dead and Company I, show. With I had John a Mayer. I had an acid flashback <laughs> after a Dead and Company show, and I thought splitting up Roni into two shows was really a good idea. It's gonna be great gowns, beautiful gowns. What do you think? They're gonna wear good gowns. Who said that? <laughs> Aretha Franklin. Uh, it's a great video. I'll send it okay. to you. She. They ask her to rate. Or give one word on all these different pop stars. It'll be like Beyonce and she'll be like beautiful voice. And then it'll be like, I don't know, like whoever else, like pink. And it'll be like amazing acrobatics (laughs) on and on. And then it's like Taylor Swift and she just goes, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Did did she really (laughs) say that about Taylor? Wow. Just like nothing to say. Wow. That's interesting. (laughs) So now whenever you have nothing to say. And you're trying to be nice. You just say great gowns, okay. beautiful gowns. Wow. <laughs> great gowns, beautiful gowns. All right, I'll use that. Yeah, I think there will be definitely some great gowns at the Roni reunion. Do you want to slip into, what did we say? Slither right into <laughs> Atlanta. We're in the dump. <laughs> we're in the, we're in the a huge, huge dump. The and worm we're from size belly will wanna, slither yeah, down to grab, Atlanta. Yeah, do you want to grab the worm from size belly and take it on over to Atlanta? Because... Okay, uh, it does open with something very interesting to me. Uh-huh. It starts with a date. Yes. It says March 3rd, 2023. And I go, I screamed. I screamed too. March 3rd is the day that TMZ announced the beginning of Scandaval. Yes. That so. was the moment we heard the news. I remember, as we've discussed, I was in Vegas. Yep. So I remember the date and I was like, whoa. Crazy that there was this much shit going on in the Bravo universe on March 3rd. Yes. So multiple parallels with Scandaval. Do you think they knew that? 
Like, well, I, I think or do you think this, we're the only freaks that know the day of Scandaval? Well, I don't think a, maybe the casual viewer wouldn't know that that March third is when Scandaval erupted. But um, oh, I was just going to say that the, it, the dates coincide directly. I think on March first, when we went to Tom Tom, yep. that's when the Drew and Ralph divorce announcement happened. Yeah, and then they picked up cameras two days later, just like. Scandaval. Yes. I mean, it was basically just the exact same Scandaval scenario, except for I think for us, Scandaval completely overshadowed everything <laughs> going on with Drew and Ralph. Totally. I wonder if we even like talked about that. I mean, we didn't have a we, podcast yet. You no, know, we, we, we didn't. <laughs> I mean, Drew, I still didn't care about Drew at all. I was so down on Drew over the last like two seasons of Atlanta that I didn't even care. You and didn't I, care again until already no came out yes and we got a little already know that was a little highlight this episode but yeah yeah, i thought that was interesting camera oh production ended january 28th yeah which um that was it was uh vanderpump had ended way earlier than Mm -hmm. that or whatever so cameras were down in this situation for like a month and then they picked back up but still kind of shocking i didn't hear that there was going to be this post i know like cameras up again totally atlanta I know. I couldn't tell because some of it that they show in the aftermath, it, it was fully cameras back up for certain things, but uh-huh. some of it was just like confessionals. Yes. Which I'm like, those probably would have been happening anyways. Right. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, I, I was nervous this whole episode because I kind of knew what was coming, but like it started, one of the first scenes is Marlo accompany, accompanying yep. San... Sonia to her ultrasound with Dr. Jackie. Yes. Who Dr. Jackie keeps saying over and over again to not tell her small child. I know. I'm not blaming her, but like to not involve him so early because it was crazy. She, but she brought him to her five week appointment, which is like and, insanely and, and Dr. early. Dr. Jackie was, was kind of shocked. She didn't like say it. But yeah. She was just like, it's way too early for him to be. She's like, you're a geriatric geriatric pregnancy and you're only five weeks which like she was barely even five weeks like that like is barely registering at that point so it's bold to both have your small son there and tell him that and also have it on camera although you know she was willing to have the aftermath or whatever happened be on camera which is nice for yeah and then but then all of the like reveals she did too like she, i know like, yeah that's she, so early like that's really, crazy I, yeah i don't think i realized how early this was and then that's basically like the second that you can pee on a stick and yeah. it'll even show up like and then dr jackie you know was right with good foresight she says i don't think you should involve little Ducey in this up and in time you fully doesn't She's listen like, to her. It's too goes, late. It's too late. He loves it. He's a he's a part of every aspect of this. He he cries on my st- or is so happy on my stomach every night. And then I had seen the preview for next week, and it's like something horrible happens. <sighs> and we yeah we find out. I mean we can just talk about it now. But like Marlo yeah. accompanies her, and I was like scared because I didn't know what if it was the timeline. And I was like, are they about to do an ultrasound and tell her that yeah. there's. No, nothing inside i was like i don't want to watch that it's too sad so yeah so overall this finale if it hadn't had the ralph and drew revelation which is that ralph and drew got divorced right after they stopped filming like yeah. a month later this finale though the first 35 minutes are the pieces of what would have been the finale this would have been the worst finale in <laughs> in history yeah i mean in Flop. atlanta history for sure it, it boring it was, ass party for the pass yeah i mean some something happened this 
season in terms of what storylines ended up being at the end because they were left with nothing. Yeah. I mean, the pass. <laughs> like a tr- the, a trailer reveal party for a movie that we just watched uh, be filmed. Yeah. And nothing else. Um, so then when we when cameras pick back up, all of the like mostly everything is awful. Like mm-hmm. we find out that that Sonya had a very traumatic miscarriage. Yeah. She was allowed to go on a trip. Dr. Jackie said you can go on a trip, but we need to do what was it? A DNC. We we have to this you're you're uh, this is not growing, right? Yeah. Your, your pregnancy is not viable. We have to do a DNC. She let Sonya go to New York and New York had a horrific miscarriage. Yeah. While like she away was, from she her husband wasn't there, her doctor wasn't there. She had to like deal with it alone. It was like horrifying. I felt so bad for her. Me too. And and Sonya is such a positive bright spirit in a way that is so authentic like i i honestly don't feel feel like she has ill will for anyone yeah like her sister i feel like treats her like shit and she all (laughs) she learned all she learned from the the sound bath was like i'm gonna be better to my sister it's like (laughs) your sister treats you like shit yeah like you're the cash cow of the family like they can go do their own thing if they want so then like you can just obviously the deuce revelation she tells her mother and yeah i just i felt so bad for her because like i i felt really a part of this pregnancy i mean i i I can't think of a i don't know like well there's been other you know there's been other pregnancies but i guess i haven't had one in contemporary bravo Mm -hmm. world where i just was attached to this happening and can't believe it i didn't even like really think about it because she's now what's the current day timeline like i know that she is she is she still pregnant currently because she got pregnant again her card they give her another card and they say they are pregnant again. Okay, but so she's pregnant right now. I haven't, I haven't looked on like Instagram, so I, I don't know if like, I guess the math would be if that was if she got pregnant again after March, say maybe April. Yes. Or something. So. Yeah, we. I, I got to check in. Yeah. Because. Um. Because I didn't even put that together. I guess I don't know. I didn't think about it because I, I've seen photos of her actively pregnant. So in my mind, I was just like she got there like she and I like forgot that this had happened first because the turnaround was so fast right. of her getting pregnant again that I kind of just like didn't realize right so I was kind of like shocked and I was so sad yeah me too it was a really dark thing she said she had to have a blood transfusion I was just like oh my god like it was like back to back sad yes. and harrowing updates jammed at the last like 10 minutes of this episode yeah we, we found out that Sheree tells Drew that her dad died oh one God. day before her confession. She like final- wasn't going to say it. And it came up naturally because she was trying to support Drew. And then Drew was saying like, yeah, and also my dad's not doing very well. Um, like my mom's taking care of him. And then Sheree's like, I know how it is. My dad died like yesterday, question mark, like two days ago. Yeah. And Drew's like, what? Yeah. And she's like, I'm not, I can't even talk about it. And yeah. she like leaves. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like a... a- yeah, it was it was awful. Um, and then the, so the episode is like trying to piece together whatever storylines they would have had, like the past, the Sonya update, Marlo. Oh my god, I'm I love Marlo, but I have to talk shit because we're you and I are honest. Yeah, Marlo flopped hard this season in terms of her storyline. I'm sure someone told her that she should probably for a good story introduce scott lee to her <laughs> nephews or something and i don't think her and scott lee are a real relationship her I mean, friend boy 
Yeah. I mean, first of all, she just says that they are not, they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. I like how the, they have the producer saying, okay, so for his lower third, yeah. we shouldn't say boyfriend. She's it's like, just, no. Yeah. Friend boy. A friend boy. And then when, when she realizes that I think one, her and Scott Lee are not in a good place to where she should introduce the nephews, the fact that that could go wrong in so many ways. So then she goes, okay, so for the end of her to wrap up a storyline, she introduces him to La Archive. Right. Like, as if... Who cares? Him, him <laughs> seeing your business is, like, a huge step. It's like a closet. Yeah. And, and I just <laughs> I just do not buy this. I haven't bought the Marlo and uh, Scott Lee thing. I tried to be nice about it, but I felt like it was, <laughs> it was inauthentic the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Kenya, I don't know if you listened to the Kenya... Carlos King interview. No, it's it's great. I mean, you, you she's lo- savage. You love Kenya, right? I mean, she's entertaining, but she scares me. Oh, she scares me too. But <laughs> she is so candid in that interview, and she thinks Carlos asks her if she, if Kenya thinks that Marlo is like single handedly um, the reason why the last two seasons have been horrible, and Kenya says absolutely. Oh my! She God. says that Marlo gets the most sympathetic edit in the world. That Marlo doesn't have to tell any of her story, but they follow along any fake story that Marlo wants to show Mm -hmm. like they don't dig dive deep into anything that's going on in Marlo's life like anything that might look bad and they just give her this like sympathetic edit whereas they edit all of Kenya's storylines and like so she's just very disenfranchised by how she's like appearing on the on Uh the show and she I I told you but she thinks this is the worst season of Atlanta that she's ever been on I don't think I sent it to you but TikTok served me um a video of her uh, competing for was it Miss USA? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, I always get yeah. scared. I'm gonna say it wrong, like Great. Portia. Um, and she's so poised and oh, yeah. beautiful. Oh yeah, I love. I mean, listen to this interview. If you have even an inkling of love for Kenya, she's going in. I mean, okay. she talks about everything. Like she talk. They they ask. Uh, Carlos asks her if he if uh, she thinks that Drew and Sonya earned their peach. And she's like, I don't think they earned it because Atlanta doesn't. Atlanta just casts people now and says, okay, you're cast, join the group now and start filming these scenes. You get your but she said later. when Kenya, yes, but when Kenya and Portia came up, they had to earn their right. They would film scenes if they were entertaining enough. Then they got the group setting, an all cast event. Yeah. And they really had to like intern uh-huh. on Atlanta before. And she says now they just throw them in and it's inorganic because they don't know them at right. all. Oh, and she talks so much shit about Courtney. You'll oh love it. Oh my God. It. Courtney's a devil. Courtney's awful and, at the and, end of this episode she says some shit that's crazy yeah um and, and there's a little bit of rumors going around that they might fully reboot i Atlanta, saw that but I, I i just want to say to you that would be foolish it would be foolish and one r- huge reason why it'd be foolish is that you guys can't even cast friend <laughs> of that are good <laughs> yeah. so why ever and I, and I, you know, I said this on TikTok, but I'm going to say it again. If if you can't get friend ofs that are great and organic and fun and provide drama and conflict organically, then how the hell would you ever cast a show with six or seven new people right. expected to go? If you see anybody talented or great coming up, put them in the cast and try <laughs> them out, yeah. like Kenya and Portia. I don't yeah. know why you would just scrap the talent you have and. So I don't yeah. know. I think it's a horrible idea. And all and if you're pointing to Roni as an example of why you should reboot, please. Please, yeah. Think about Roni deeply. We need Beyonce to say something. I know she's an Atlanta fan because 
I think it was after the Super Bowl performance. Gone with um, the wind. She said she was that it was gone with the wind. Fabulous, and I screamed. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Uh, yeah. Who so is the um, Rihanna watches like all of them, but yep. I feel like they're it Dorinda that she like message like there are certain housewives that she comments or Rihanna loves uh, Dorinda, and I think Rihanna loves Heather. Okay. On SL on Salt Lake City. Yeah, I love Heather too. Me too. And she we- gets a little, you'll see Heather gets a little dark sided where you're like, <gasps> she's lost the plot. I'm curious to see what you think. I love Whitney. Yeah. Jimmy loves Whitney. Really? Shocker. I'm, why? <laughs> she's like hot. <laughs> he likes the hot people. That's my opinion. He would disagree, but I'm going to throw him under the bus and say he yeah. likes Kristen Tankman <laughs> and Whitney. <laughs> Whitney. Yeah. They, well, yeah. There's not a lot of merit to Kristen Tankman, so you have to just think, think maybe he's. Well, they cared enough to bring her on UGC or that whatever. Was just to give, or UGT. That was just to add one, they think, Just to OG. piss off Ramona. Yeah, just to have Ramona <laughs> throw another glass at her face or whatever. Okay, wait. I just want to go through yes. a few bullets of how sure. Drew sucked ass on this episode. Drew sucked ass? Sorry, Ralph. I read the yeah. word Drew. Okay. Yeah, Ralph sucked ass. <laughs> um, he blamed her for working late nights and waking him up uh, by getting home late. He... So he slept in the other room, which uh-huh. I'm like, fine, sleep in the other room, but don't make her feel bad for working. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so fucking done with him. Then he, for some reason, wants to justify the other women calling his wife a bitch. Like, he won't let it go. He says, they called you a bitch. How does that affect me? <laughs> and he goes to her sister, he goes, I've called you a bitch. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they hate you. Right. Like, what are you, what's your point? Right. Yeah, he's awful. like a lunatic. He's a maniac. He is a maniac, <laughs> like Doctor Ken said. It's insane. And then, um, yeah, in their therapy, um, he said that he's, you know, this is all irrelevant because he has made such leaps and bounds in his own self improvement. Number one being that he sleeps in a different bed now, which I don't know how that makes a good case. Um, their kids are literally texting Drew saying like, why is daddy sleeping in the other room? And, and he goes, he goes, that's a lie. He goes, they haven't actually uh, talked about it at all. She goes, here, I'll pull it up if you have to have it. Yeah. Um, he uh, says that she likes the room hot and he likes it cold, which I'm like, he was just, it was true deflection to the point where I was like, literally like I'm confused. Like what, what are you he, talking about? He was like, one of your best friends they sleep in separate beds and she's like, they also filed for divorce. And he goes, who hasn't filed for divorce? Yeah. He was like, he was like trying to be cute or fun. He also keeps saying about this sleeping in bed thing. It's clear that Drew is upset with this and doesn't like it. And yeah. He keeps saying the reality of this is that it's better for both of us and it's better for Drew. And, and she's telling him it's not better for her. No. And he keeps trying to, he, he just tries to override his impression of things so that they'll just shut up and accept it. Yeah. In their um, therapist clearly like hates him. So. I know, but it, I think Dr. Ken needs to, you need to be a little more objective, Dr. <laughs> Ken. If, if you're, I well, would never want to He did give to, him a friendly greeting. He was like, my brother. And they like did the like hand. Yeah. But a lot of, I, I, hug. I, yes. But I hear in like counseling that like one person sometimes thinks that like the therapist is on their side, yeah. even though like, you know. They're, they're supposed to be impartial, but yeah, I that's... can sort of see, you know, Dr. Kim. <laughs> well, I think he's basically like, this is a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Like the session basically ends with him saying like, is this a relationship worth saving or that you think yeah. is 
worth staying in because I think he's basically like you guys are broken like what like he's an asshole he's not understanding what you're saying and I don't know what it's going to take for you to get through to him like it feels like because when she sees him one-on-one he's like you're not going to be gaslit anymore like you should run basically yeah um and I'm like maybe he knew that was going to be their last session (laughs) he was just like okay do you yeah do you think it's at all justifiable that Ralph doesn't want to sleep in the same room when she puts it to 82 degrees <laughs> if that's true that's insane what sleeping at 82? 82 degrees that's like I think that's your how room... hot it is right now in here and I'm like sweating if we slept <laughs> if you and I fell asleep right now I don't oh God, think we'd this... wake up so sweaty <laughs> I'd be like where am I <laughs> You'd wake up and you knew something bad had happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, but also it's like, fine. Like if there's a period of time where you need to sleep in a different bed because she's on a shoot that like is waking you up or whatever, then fine. But he's turning into this whole thing that makes no sense. And and tell her that there's an end to this and that there's, there's a silver lining and that you care about her. He just does it the wrong way. He, he is selfish. He's, he's a self, terrible. He's a selfish, terrible person, and he doesn't care about Drew. And Drew, it, it came, I think, had such a deference to her husband, like not like how remember Portia's deference to her husband that she came on, where yeah. she couldn't do like anything without yeah. his approval or whatever. Drew has a little bit of that, where like Ralph has to be like the king in their relationship, and it's like he, she finally has gotten to the place now where she, once you see Ralph for what she, what he is, you can no longer accept his reality. Yeah, anymore. I've loved watching her shed Me, that way of thinking. Me too. And then we get to what would have been the finale party, which yeah. thank God it wasn't. This yeah. episode wasn't good anyway, no. but at least it wasn't ending with the this, past the rap past party, party, even though Mama Joyce was there. Yes. Um, they keep trying to make this, um, I'll call it bitch gate happen where who Courtney called a bitch she points at Sonya and said this bitch doesn't believe me or whatever first of all the context in which Courtney said this bitch was fully contrived and she was just trying to have a moment and she was screaming performatively so it doesn't matter I don't even think she called Drew a bitch I think she called Sonya but either way it doesn't matter and then finally at the past party the only drama they have to like get through is whether or not Courtney called Drew a bitch and Courtney finally just fesses up to it and said I did and then they and then they they don't resolve it it's and like Drew's sister was like about to lose it on her and she was so worked up I was like would I be that mad if someone called my sister a bitch I think I would just be like whatever <laughs> whatever if yeah if someone called my sister a bitch I would You'd be flying off the handle I'd be I'd be worse than uh Drew's sister <laughs> But um, I like how Courtney just tried to give her a hug and she was literally like, I'll kill you. Don't touch me. Yeah. That, yeah. And then we had to like kind of just deal with Courtney. It was like. I know. She got too much screen time. Way too much. And then much. she got like the postseason interview. Also, the pass because of its peacock uh, yeah. connection got so much promo. Yep. And um, um, But yeah, she sings. Drew sings. Already know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me whose is it. When we're switching positions. Something about asthma. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Got me wheezing like an asthmatic. I, I think that song is so good and I love it. And I hope we end this episode with Already Know Again. Yeah. I was glad that Drew got to perform it. I mean, yeah. this could have been Drew's like like full, what, like 
she could have been the star of this season. Yeah. But the way it was edited and how it was just not a good season, you wouldn't want to be a star of this season, no matter what. Yeah. You know? Like, you came out on top, but this is not the environment you want to come out on top. Anybody could have come out on top. Right. So, yeah, it was bad. And then um, we watched the, the past trailer. I mean, it looks, <laughs> it looks awesome. awesome. I can't wait for us to watch it. Yeah, that. we have to watch it. When? Are we going to watch it tomorrow? Maybe. <laughs> if we have time. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a watch Maybe along. we can do a special Patreon episode. Do you think people would get mad if we skipped one week of recap? Well, I think... I don't know. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. I, I would still maybe... <laughs> let's talk about it. Off we'll, mic. Yeah, we'll talk um, about it off mic. Okay, wait. But we got a little glimpse at Ty. Yes. Who they're really trying to make it sound like Drew is dating this woman. Um, that's the rumor. Right. After the divorce, which right. feels potentially placed by Ralph. Um, and Courtney agreed. And she said... Courtney said, no wonder Drew wanted him to adopt her kids because she wants to run off and have this gay relationship. And I was like, that's such a fucked up thing to say. I mean, awful. Like, but no one wants Ralph watching their kids. I promise you that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So so they, um, yeah, they, they pick up, right? They, they pick up filming and we find out that, that the whole cast reacts to, first of all, Drew and Ralph raced. <laughs> to the courthouse to file first. Ralph says he it was his decision to file for divorce. They had one fight and it was his decision. Drew says it was her decision. Yeah. So they're both lying about who started this divorce. Yeah. Ralph got there 61 minutes later. Uh, <laughs> it's giving rat race. Yeah. Mar- <laughs> Marlo said, Marlo said, it's like Michael and William playing Mario Kart and <laughs> Drew threw the banana peel at him, which is so silly. Yeah. And uh, and and then the cast reacts because they had just seen Ralph just had his 40th birthday yeah. and Drew and him seemingly looked like, like they days were doing before. Yeah. Yeah. Doing good. Everyone was actually pretty nice about yeah. it. Like, yeah. Kenya's phone call to Drew was actually very sweet. Like she was like, I've been through a public yes. divorce recently. Let me know. Yeah. Um, everyone's being actually really sweet and no one's really talking that much shit. They're kind of just like, this is really sad. Yes. You know? I feel like usually there would be more um, bad behavior around this. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, they all like kind of rallied around Drew, which was sweet. Um, and then while they're doing the confessionals about the relationship, which this is why this was this was a oh Lord Ralph Drew and is that Drew and Ralph <laughs> on the Mario Kart to the um, so to the viewers' detriment, both Drew and Ralph can't talk about any of right. the details. So these confessionals are awful because yeah. every question they get asked, they go, I have to talk to my lawyers. Ralph, Ralph calls his lawyer. Calls his lawyer. He goes, can I talk about what was the impetus for the divorce? And the lawyer goes, no. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, all right. Okay. I can't talk about it. And Drew can't talk about it. He can talk about anything. So it's like, this sucks. And yeah. then while they're having the confessional, a story goes viral that Drew has been having a relationship with someone she met on the pass yeah. Um, it's her love interest in the movie's friend who's an, uh, f- a basketball player. Yes. And the rumors that they've been like steadily dating. Yeah. And then Drew gets asked about this and Drew's reaction was really odd. It's like it was like a liar's reaction because I do think Drew lies. Mm-hmm. I think Drew lies. Yeah. I think she's she's very comfortable lying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm fine. I'm okay with the liar if you're fun. <laughs> like, I've seen people lie. I've liked housewives that lie. Yeah. But 
I the her reaction was really odd to the news, and she yeah. tried to throw a lot of um, what's that called? She tried to throw a lot of uh, stuff at the wall to see what stuck in the interview, where she was like. Yeah, I met Ty on Candy's movie, The Pass. Ah. So it was like she was trying to say that like this could have been manufactured by Candy. Right. And then she was like, oh, wait, no. You know who's been talking about me and Ty? Ralph. And so she kept, you know, offering all of these possible yeah. scenarios for where this rumor would have And then she seemed from. both borderline excited slash maybe yes. horrified, but more excited no. that it was going viral. Yeah. She goes, it's going viral? She had a huge smile She was like laughing. Face. Yeah. It was weird. Like, yeah, it it was like I couldn't tell if it was like nervous laughter or I, if she just actively likes any press. <laughs> I can usually gauge like a nervous happiness or excitement. She looked just legitimately thrilled that this story was going viral. Yeah. And then they they say something like what's your relationship with Ty? And then and then she goes, "Yeah, we met on that movie and that's it." And then it just the credits Ends. roll. <laughs> and it's like, "Why this happened in March?" Why did you guys not add a lot of up? There's been probably so many updates yeah. since then. Why was there no like it ended on a cliffhanger, which a lot right. of finales don't do that. Yeah. And so there's I, there must have been more to the story that has evolved since then. So I felt like it was just incomplete. Yeah. And the fact that they couldn't tell their stories because the lawyers, it just was bad. Totally. So, yeah, kind of a flop finale and, and i know they'll get into it at the reunion but yeah i'm kind of excited for the reunion yeah me too because hopefully they'll have she answers news. what oh she, yeah yeah i'm excited for she bravo tv.com should sell she news yes i i want to get that newspaper and read it <laughs> so we we agree that this was sort of a ineffective yeah flop rooney finale um i feel like for orange county we can just do broad strokes because yeah. literally nothing happened it was like it was like uh there was one thing that happened <laughs> and they are spinning their wheels the rest of the time i want to ask you the really quickly for atlanta because yeah. like i am pro this cast but i do admit that the season was overall not good or yeah. uneven you so i it don't it's a shake-up yeah it needs a shake-up but i feel bad because i like Sonya, mm -hmm. but I feel like if you're doing a shakeup, she could be, she'd be a great friend of. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, I love Sonya. I think you do too. Like, she's a positive, nice spirit. Yeah. But if you're doing a cast shakeup, you don't not remove Sonya, right? <laughs> she'd be a great friend of because she's just a support. She doesn't, you know, yeah. bring that much but personally. Then Drew can't go because this is the season they want. She holds the keys. This is what they've been waiting for. This is the yeah. only reason they, they kept Drew on this long because they knew the shoe was going to drop on this one. So they're yeah. not getting rid of Drew. I mean, Cynthia's really been milling around, but they shouldn't bring her back. No, because she's sort of, she's kind of like Sonya. Yeah. Where it's just like, she doesn't bring a lot. She's just a steady I was just hand. surprised at how many episodes she was in. But she didn't do anything. No, but she was... The, she was one of the worst. She proved friend. yet again. She was the worst friend of. She she gave nothing. No, there was no reason for her to be there. Yeah, but um, like you're not going to get rid of Kenya. You, I just think Candy is Atlanta. Yeah, and I don't. I, I don't know. I like Candy's worldwide. Yes, and then Marlo is a huge question mark. Yeah, she flopped this she's season. She's like still kind of new. She's. She's not giving a lot, and I do think a lot of her storylines were performative and inauthentic. So I, I see what Kenya says about Marlo. I could imagine a world where she's on the chopping block, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be shocked. I, I would think it was justifiable the way she, yeah. this this season went. Yeah, 
And what about get... Sheree? <sighs> that, that's the hardest one for me because like Sonia, I love Sheree and I love everything she does. Oh, it's horrible to say. I But I do think that Sheree ultimately doesn't give enough. I don't know. Her, the, the, the baby reveal was so fun. The yeah. sip and see and all the Bob stuff. And I, I do love it. But ultimately... Did she give us a lot? Well, it's awkward to bring someone back and then get rid of them again. Yeah, but she, she comes, you know, every four seasons, it seems like she like <laughs> comes back. So I don't think it would be horrible to have a loss of Sheree. I mean, she missed some pivotal, beautiful seasons of Atlanta and wasn't missed. Yeah. I do love her. I, I don't know. But then if you have to have a shakeup, if you have to change something, Sheree, I think all ultimately has to be on the chopping block. This is why Andy's job is so hard. This is why he is like <laughs> pulling his hair out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry. That, I just wanted to think about the future of Atlanta. And yeah. then, but yeah, so okay. let's go into so Orange County. Okay. Um, I just want to say up top that I do get excited with these million dollar listing uh, inclusions okay. because I've always watched that show. Okay. So I was like, oh, it's Josh and Heather. Um, they opened up by... There's, they sold that house. They say that Terry and Heather's house is the third highest sale in OC history. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually felt like that moment was real where they left and came back because oh, yeah. there was like production yeah. and then like the kids came out, which like it didn't seem like they would have come out otherwise. Yeah, no, like it felt real. Yeah, no. And a producer goes, um, producer goes, hold on a minute. And they had a <laughs> knock on the door and in Terry and Heather stopped like it was a scene and yeah. held their conversation. So yeah, no, that was totally real. It happened right then. I thought that was yeah cool to capture on camera, but I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, 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 no. You go, you go. I just don't know why I'm like a class traitor for Terry and Heather because I feel like with most people I'd be like, "You're disgusting. No one needs fifty-five million dollars." Like Terry was literally like, "G six, baby, G 6 and I'm just like, "You guys are fun. Enjoy it." <laughs> you will. Yeah, I mean, you you just I think you overall just like them more than I do. Yeah, I feel I like love they Terry. just. Yeah, I feel like they just need a spinoff. Because yeah. Heather does not like being That's on That's clearly Orange. what they're gunning for, I yeah, feel like. They, I mean, he, I watch, Botched is actually on right now, like a new season. Okay. So I actively watch Botched like every week. Okay. And I love Terry. He's truly a master. Yeah. Like he's so good at what he does. So I just have respect for him. And I'm like, you earned your money. Like, I mean, obviously it seems like there's more at play than just him being a surgeon. Like you make a lot, but I don't know if you make that much. Um but I just like him and I think he has a sweetheart and I, despite their weird PR campaign, whether or not you think they mm-hmm. had paparazzi come to Disneyland or not, I feel like uh, they have a good marriage. Yes. I, I think they have a great marriage. They're rich as hell. <laughs> uh, they're, they seem happy. They should they, have a show on E. Yeah, they, they could do whatever they want. I just think that I, I just... I don't. I mean, I I have to defend Heather this season because the way they're treating her is so awful. Yeah. But I don't think Heather brings a lot, and I don't get as much thrill from seeing them be rich. Yeah. And I do think that those photos were staged. Yeah. Completely. I liked. I liked that Tamara brought that up. That was the one good thing Tamara did this episode. Wow, is just Teddy from Beyond the Grave. I know. Calling in. <laughs> she was like, "Are you filming right now? Can my voice be on it?" But um, yeah, I just think I think. Like, yeah, I think Heather and Terry just 
want their own show, need their own show. Heather is doing this to yeah. get some brand recognition again. Yeah. I also feel like this, the show has basically like basic, I think all of the franchises have kind of strayed away from being lifestyles of the rich and the famous at the beginning. That was kind of the whole point. I know. And now it's They're like not. irrelevant. No, I don't even, yeah, I don't even think of wealth as being one of the main factors when I'm watching these shows, like when, when Roni started to do like these diamonds are so expensive. I was like, Oh, weird. We, oh, we talk about right. how much stuff is that. Like, seems remember like, like Beverly o- Hills. It was like, yes. Mansions in, in New, jets, Jer- in New Jersey, cars. New Jersey yeah. was like, how much do these people spend? Yeah. And it's like, it's so far removed from just showing wealth now. Yeah. That it's kind of jarring. It's when because you do it's see like it. most of what they're doing on the show is like paid for or like, you know, yeah. like, part of the show like their trips and their parties are just like built in so it's not as you don't think like they're spending money on these things yeah just like this is part of being on the show where i was watching old beverly hills my dvr recorded some of season three i think when Mm -hmm. they go to vegas with brandy to learn how to dance on a stripper pole Uh and lisa says there's life in this old dog yet again she did yeah I should have recorded it. She said there's life in this old dog yet <laughs> yeah. on Beverly Hills. And Ken goes, save some for me. Save some of that life? <laughs> yeah. So he can have some of it? Totally. What? Um, <laughs> I'll pull it up. Um, but they, half of them leave on Yolanda's jet that David chartered for them. Right. Because she just wanted to go home. She didn't want to spend another night. And I was like, see, that, I mean, Heather does that, but... It's not really fun anymore. No. Like, it's, it's kind of just, like, the way she lives, and it's not that interesting. And then Heather starts to go, like, oh, we have to sell the house, or we have to get out of the house so soon. Where are we going to live? I was yeah. like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, you you'll be go, fine. You can go anywhere in the world. Yeah, like, like go stay at the Four Seasons nothing for has ever, a year. Yeah, nothing has ever typified rich people problems more than that. Trying yeah. to make... Like, you are the one that sold your house that right. wasn't even listed, so... Yeah, I, I do not... I, I'm not happy. I'm happy for them as much it as It is I'm weird happy. though that like what are they going to do though like are they just going to fill this gap of like when their last kids go off to school and then after that never have a home again that will fit all their kids I don't know I just, I thought it was weird <laughs> that they spent 10 years talking about and building this dream home that has their ashes embedded into the <laughs> the walls of it and that like it was going to like their fingerprints all over it and they they just like were like 55 million sure it's like I think that's, well, like Terry said, that's not fuck you money. It's fuck everyone you've ever met money. The rich get richer. (laughs) I I, guess it was just a number that, an offer they could not resist. And their thrill at having the third highest real estate sale in Orange County. They like cheers to it. But whatever. That's, I mean, it's it's fine. If, If Heather fit in more with the show and she was a cast member that I enjoyed watching, I would love this moment if it was lisa and ken i'd be like hell yeah, yeah. sell your 55 million dollars i just think that i get the energy that they want to be alone heather mm-hmm. doesn't care about yeah. the show well especially all. if they keep trying to oust her like this i know and she's like i don't need this do we, can we can we skip to pumpkin carving sure um i'll just quickly say i'm concerned about emily riding a motorcycle unless Aww. shane is on the sidecar that's the only way i'm interested because anytime she starts to tip to the right he could pick her back up right that's true um then we got some we got some new um sort of anatomical details about shane this episode that's true um we already yeah 
they were talking about everyone's dick at one point. Um, I'll just say Ryan continues to skeeve me out. And secondly, Tamara and Eddie had to go work out at a different gym called Shreds with a Z. And they were wearing head to toe cut fitness merch at this other gym, which is weird because their business is closed. So I don't know why they're still promoting it. And Eddie and Tamara skeeved me out. Oh my God, they were trying so hard. Eddie does that, did that, can I dress like a caveman? He started doing caveman noises. I was like, I don't believe you guys have sex at all. Even Tamara was like, no thanks. Yeah. (laughs) I did, I thought that was actually kind of important that she admitted that they were having a dry spell because I feel like Tamara will never admit to not being horny and having sex constantly. Yeah. That's like her whole thing. That was nice of her. But this, this episode, I say it every week. If you wanted to make the case against why Tamara sucks as on a show and as a housewife and that everything she does is fake, just watch every move she makes in this episode. Everything she does. She lies that she didn't hear the CPS comment for Shannon, then brings it up at the table so that it gets brought up. Then she brings up the dick comment, even though she's supposedly Shannon's friend. She lies about Heather bringing this uh, Shannon and John talk up. And fully throws Heather under the bus anytime. Yeah. And then they show all the scenes and no in no scene is Heather talking about Shannon and John. It's only no. Tamara. Yeah. It's it's awful. It's like it's you're just watching a producer or someone who is thinking with producer brain try to manipulate the show to make it better. But you can see it's like the the dumbest person. Just and I'm not saying she's dumb, the most transparent person trying to orchestrate a season of a show and it sucks. It's so bad. It's just yeah. this is Tamara feels like she's the puppeteer trying to make things happen. And I see every move she makes and it's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. I know when she goes over to um, Shannon's house at the beginning, she's just like, Oh, you're very much trying to be like that. You know, it was so fun. And like, what is everyone talking about? And it's just like, what no she goes she goes she goes to their house and goes oh you slept over let's tell heather and emily because they're the most concerned about this just like pushing this fucking snowball down the hill to try and then then shannon i think shannon knows in the sit down with heather she's like heather's crocodile tears apologizing to me heather goes shannon i am not talking about you and if you heard even one whisper of it i am sorry she's like fully just saying enough yeah stop and then shannon goes well those were crocodile tears and put yeah, that in your like, imdb Oscar. She, yeah and it's like god damn give heather a fucking break i know she's just like in tamra's yes. palm yeah well but i honestly think i think um pessimistically i feel like shannon knows and shannon is also perpetuating fake drama and shannon did something legitimately awful when she said that cps comment she was drunk as hell she says a horrible thing and then <laughs> You watch how they all lie at the pumpkin carving event. Yeah. Taylor goes, I didn't hear that. Tamara goes, yeah, I heard no th- such thing. Tamara even goes a step further. She goes, hey, uh, Gina, just so you know, I'd fact check that thing because Jen really likes to stir up a bunch of shit. So she probably got the words. She probably got that wrong. Just lying. And then I, I liked Gina says, Gina says, if anybody's stirring shit up, it's Tamara. Like Gina yeah. has Tamara's fucking number. Totally. I love that. Yeah. That's like the most redeeming quality about Gina. She yeah. just does not believe yeah. anything that Tamara says. And Shannon's like, may God strike me dead if I said something like that. And Shannon goes, Jen, did you say that I called, I talked about child protective services? That's a lie. She says it so emphatically. <laughs> and even Tamara's like, low key, I don't remember, but if I'm wrong, I don't want to be standing next to Shannon when God Strikes. smites her. Smites her completely. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then Tamara stirs up all this shit. She goes, oh, wait, wait, are you guys um, done fighting yet? Because uh, what about that comment about Travis's small penis? And then it's like, okay, Ugh. we talk about the small penis. So annoying. Yeah. And then Tamara goes, after stirring up three different fights in one fight, that of which she is the sole cause, she goes, can we move on? Are we done? She like tries to like stop the fight that she is spreading yeah. as she's at this table. Poor it's like, Travis is like, now why I'm in it? Like, why why are we talking about my dick now? Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, where did that come from? Shannon, like, just did this horrible low blow. I also like that then they started getting into the nitty gritty of child protective services. And then they, Emily is like, it was a bench warrant. That's yeah. not what would happen. Like, it. a bench warrant is basically like what happens when you have like too many parking tickets yeah. and like don't go to court. Like, it's like... I love it. Yeah. I love having just a lawyer say exactly what's going on. Uh, I will. I'm interested when Gina finds out firsthand that Shannon did say this because there was a lot of. It was very hard to get that truth out with how much lying there was. Totally. You know? But eventually, that's going to come out. Jen is like thrown under the bus in every single <laughs> scenario. Like she cannot get a win with this group. If I was Jen, I'd be like, "God damn, seriously!" Guys. Like I know. I mean, she literally just said, "What." was said and Which, it was real and and, and you it's something that gina would want to know and yeah and i think we said last week one of the only justifiable pieces of information that you can tell someone that was not there and it doesn't sound like you're just trying to muck get in the muck she legitimately wanted gina to know that shannon told a horrible thing yeah justifiable and then she has to deal with everybody calling her a liar tamra saying Jen likes to twist shit. That'll be good reunion fodder because it's just the facts. I, I want them at the reunion. I want Andy. I, I asked him a question. They say, can you, you can you, <laughs> I said, Tamara, why did you feel it was necessary for you to have a full one-sided feud against Heather this season? What, yeah. what was it? And I wanted to ask you, besides stirring up drama and besides thinking she's a producer, the, one of the worst producers in history, the worst <laughs> producer that's ever been an on-camera producer, why does Tamara seemingly hate Heather and want to bring her down? Why? Do you think she's jealous? I mean, that's the that's the that would be the go to. Yeah. But she it, she it's like she hates her. Yeah. But she acts like they're good. Like maybe she feels threatened by her, and um... I think it's because she's the OG that yeah. came back that is celebrated, and then Tamara's the OG demon that got summoned <laughs> forth that. That it's like a curse was put on OC, and then Tamara is the one that, you know, they like yeah. they shook a thing, and then Tamara yeah. is the demon that came back, and Heather is like, what vaulted, or you know, like mm -hmm. she she has a legacy quality of, yeah. of a good housewife, and maybe Tamara is like, I ah, know you, you guys love me, right? I'm like the scrappy. I mean, it all came out when she did her impression of Heather. The worst. I mean, the she worst. Was literally, it was like the female gremlin, like a yeah. gremlin wearing a wig and lipstick. It was. It was. It was so. <laughs> awful it was so embarrassing i mean i i i can i contend that tamra has no iconic heather moments. did so oh my god okay, um, well, and then then well sorry then then tamra i just want to end my tamra rant by saying that she wasn't done yet she also <laughs> has to bring up the heather paparazzi photos. oh right was that what you're gonna yeah. say they go from a pumpkin carving to a pumpkin dinner right <laughs> Yeah. It was it was really weird. It looked like they hated it and that Taylor was mad that they all hated it. Yeah. And like they carved those pumpkins with no respect. No. They were literally like, I made a hole. It's like a butthole. <laughs> um, they literally, it was just like shapes that were 
like six inches like no, like no nuance to their carving whatsoever and the woman that was helping them was just like all right like i'll go fuck myself like <laughs> you guys suck also it was giving wreath sewing it totally was like they both of the exact it was same so boring it's it. also like i get it like if there's so much going on you're not gonna try and do like an intricate carving you're just gonna be like can we be done now like yeah. can we move on right like yeah, what are we doing? We're not yeah. ultimately going to make something good. They both have that feel. It's <laughs> yeah. like, we don't care about the end result of no. this. What were you going to say? I cut you off when I was ta- talking about No, just that Tamara. Shannon fucking left. <laughs> Shannon has a um, panic attack. Yeah. That a hypochondriatic Heather yet where, again was like, do we need to call someone? Yeah. <laughs> we get the ambulances here. Um, Shannon is a hypochondriac. We've seen time and time again. Call Dr. Moon. And I think. Get your chakras aligned. Yes. Get an enema. Yes. And I think that the realization that she potentially said child protective services, it was enough to make her want to leave immediately. Right? Yeah. And then um, and then I forget if it's before or after she leaves, but Tamara goes to Heather really quick because she's not done. She needs more. She needs to provoke more drama. She goes, just by the way, a podcast came out where me and Teddy, <laughs> Teddy basically railed and said that your paparazzi photos were completely staged. And I hope you're okay with that. You know, yeah. and then Heather is even bracing for Tamra. What she's going to say, she goes, she was like, oh, is it going to be bad what you're going to say? You know, she's yeah. just like so. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turned out to be like, she was like annoyed, but she was like, I guess I don't really give a fuck about that. And she was like, also, if I did call the paparazzi, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I, I believe they were staged because I think that is very much sure. part of Terry and Heather's uh, world and what they yeah. do. But did you, did you think it's true what Tamra said that there are no paparazzi <laughs> at Disneyland? Well, Tamara said no paparazzi in Orange County. Right. Period. Like that no one would come to Orange County to... Which I don't know if... I mean, maybe that's true, but I feel like probably... I mean, what about like Tarek and Christina during their divorce? I bet there were paparazzi down there for that. And like the Selling Sunset ladies, I bet... I don't know. But at Disneyland, I will admit... I mean, I don't look at a lot of paparazzi, paparazzi photos, but I haven't seen many. And they said that because it was a professional camera, no paparazzi like are allowed in. And right. so if there would have been a photo of it them, it would be like a, a fan yeah. sent in. So I think Tamara is so nefarious <laughs> and she has an eye and an ear for what is evil and fake that I think she might be right mm-hmm. in this. And like you said, I think Heather is just like, I think it's awful that you're accusing me of this, but I don't care yeah. enough to even think. If it was t- real and true, what do you think Heather was pointing at? <laughs> Um, Mickey and Walt Disney at the entry holding hands in front of the magic castle. And she was like, Terry, that's like when you and I hold hands because we love each other so much. Yeah. I didn't even know there were those Terry cheating rumors, but oh, yeah. I, I will talk shit about Heather and Terry. But the one thing I will say, like you said, is that I don't think he cheats. No. If he cheated, I think it'd be like the most reported thing in the world. We yeah. would know in like one second. The minute he dropped his pants. Totally. Remember um, seasons ago, um when they start saying the d word like it's because he's working too much yeah and she's pissed at him and like the bar was so her bar is so high yes that like they were already talking about divorce from like the most basic of marital spats right like i was like you guys are really going that oh, far oh, with right. this he was like we said the d word for the first time yeah and it's like but they were still like, they were pissed at each other, but yeah. it wasn't like so far gone. Like there's so many other relationships that are very much more clearly headed towards divorce in the Housewives universe. Whereas like for them, they like keep their shit 
tight. Yeah. Like the second they're headed for trouble, they get very serious and realign. Totally. Which I respect. And, and this and this season is like a realignment. It's like totally. we're best buds again. Like we're <laughs> killing it. I, he likes grabbing her ass and looking <laughs> at her and like they, they're horny again. In their penthouse in the sky. Yeah. In so, Century City. So this episode felt like they had one scene to work with, which is the CPS scene. Yeah. And then they put a bunch of garbage around it. And <laughs> yeah. it was very bad. It was boring. I did like at the very end, though, once Shannon had left, that Emily was like, imagine what would have happened if someone made a comment about John's oh, dick. Oh, She uh, would literally have like had a seizure. Yes. Do you, <laughs> totally. Do you think the John and Shannon shit that uh, like has perpetuated the last six episodes is over? Like John and Shannon, like, do, can we will on they, the show? W- no, will they give up talking about this? Right, because this is like the food on Roni equivalent, uh, you know, right. Orange County. Like, uh, well, please. it's like who knows? Because it's they don't break up until after they quit filming, yeah. so their situation might get worse and worse because it led to their breakup. She so. finally, Shannon finally realized that she has to be like honest about some of the things that were going on. That John's an avoider. Right. I wonder if they put cameras back up for the breakup. <laughs> Bravo just starts doing that like every for every single time. <laughs> like, like, cameras up. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, well, that would actually be a good thing for them to do strategically so that people don't think that they can wait to have things happen until after. Right. You know, like don't save your your shit for yeah, once like, we we'll wrap. fucking pick We're, up cameras bitch yeah like <laughs> we'll it's be in back your, it's in your contract now that you like cameras can pick up within yeah. any single you know time in the calendar year <laughs> yeah and i like that if they can fit it in They're, we're gonna come knocking yeah um, um heather says something about tamra which i thought was very truthful she says it really takes a certain someone that takes pleasure in the misfortune of others i fully find that to be tamra yeah it's very rare to find someone that you know roots for someone's demise yeah and for bad things to happen and i fully believe that of tamra yeah she wants that marriage to end <laughs> she wants their house to turn to shit yeah like she just yeah it's awful yeah i'm curious i do i'm excited about everyone finding out about the house sale and to see how they react because I feel like I already see how they already like kind of show they're like Heather doesn't tell us anything. Yeah, Heather is so not a good friend. She won't tell like <laughs> anything they could talk about yeah. with fucking Heather. But I liked like you see Shannon get the phone call and she's like, "Oh wow!" And I'm most I guess interested. She's like in their wealth bracket ish or she was. Um, she, remember oh, they right. built that insane yeah. eco friendly house with like like the chandelier that came down with like crystals in the floor or whatever. Yeah, like she's like rich. David Bedore was rich as hell. I think she's the one. Oh, she really? was raised rich. She's oh. like from Newport. That's awesome. Like she was like rode horses in her childhood. And like, I think her grandpa owned like a department store or something like that. Um, so she's always had money. I don't think she has at this point Debro money. And I think her divorce fucked her a lot. Like she had to give a lot of her money away, but I guess I'm just curious to see how someone who with like I feel like Shannon or um, Tamra is like like she'll never be that rich and yeah. she'll like implode thinking about like it. Tamra and Eddie are about to move into where Cut Fitness used to be. Yeah, they're just gonna live in like the dumpster behind it. Um, whereas like Shannon or even Emily, like Emily's in laws are so rich. I feel like they can just be like, wow, that's great. <gasps> I like, love seeing Shane's parents. Totally. So I feel like I want to see the reaction of people that Me too. that's in their realm of reality where they can be like, wow, that's great. Like you guys did that yeah. versus like, I feel like Tamara and like um, Gina will be like, 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> One negative against Emily is that I do not like that she's taking part in this Heather onslaught. Yeah. I really wish she had tried to have form her own opinions and be on her own yeah. and not go on this like Heather, whatever that's called. Tirade. Tirade. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. I'm, yeah, I know we got to go. Wow, um, we are actually hitting the three hour. Without even like vamping or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes we kind of like let the it go. summer house minute pushed us over. So we said it before. We're kind of in a little bit of a flop era, but we have, I think, a More bright future. More to come. Um, okay. Yeah. You Salt Lake, Southern Charm, BravoCon. BravoCon. Oh my God. It's going to be so fun. Sooner than you think. Yeah. Okay. Well- this was a long episode. If you made it all the way to, to the end, we, should we have something they say that marks yeah. that you actually listened for three Remember hours? Remember that time we had them comment about Jack, the movie Jack? Yeah, like is there something um, fun? I mean, my brain is sort of Maybe, like mush, um, but... pint-sized, baptized, and highly prized. Yes. <laughs> if you got to the full end, why don't you say Tamra's much... What's that called? Uh, celebrated. One of her much celebrated, <laughs> huge, one of the best taglines, please. What was it again? Pint-sized, ba- pint baptized, and highly prized. She sort of got over her like baptized era. Yeah, because there was also um, the faith, family, and faith and faith. family are the only Fs that I give. Was there oh, one yeah. more? Yeah. Do you remember when they baptized her and then like six <laughs> demons shot out from her when she went under the water? <laughs> Do you remember that? Like Slimer came out. (laughs) (laughs) And then Vicky was outside like, they're pinning me to the cross. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus was. Yeah. And they're all trying to deflect Slimer from getting into their bodies. And they got him out. Do you remember? drinking high C. Who was? Slimer. Oh, right, right, right. Vicky brought a bunch of high C out. And she goes, Slimer, drink this. Don't inhabit our bodies. And then Slimer left. That was a wild season. I wish yeah. Orange County would get good like that again. Yeah. Right, well, <laughs> we love okay. you guys so much. It's been three hours. Um, yeah, we, what? Yeah. We love you. We love you guys. Review, comment, Please. subscribe. You know the drill. If you love us <laughs> and if you listen to this podcast, but you don't subscribe to our Patreon, come on. It's so much fun. Please. We're having fun on there. We post, we drink. And we, we need to pay our rent. Help Please, us. come on, let us do Turtle Time forever so we can just talk nonstop about Roni and and Orange County. So please, subscribe to our okay. Patreon if you like. You could even do the $5 and just binge the shit. That's true. Out of everything, go nuts. And then don't cancel, but you know you really could go you nuts. Technically, we have to let you do that. So <laughs> five, I wouldn't sneeze at 5 bucks if they just wanted to do that and run like yeah. wild through our content. Totally. Okay. All right. All right. We love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. This one's for you tonight